What's up, Video Landers? I'm Brad. I'm Seth. I'm Jeremy. Welcome to Adventures in Video Land number 211. I'm supposed to say something about beef. <laughs> it's I, What is it? I think it's, you got beef? You got any beef? <laughs> <laughs> what is that line? What is that fucking line? I don't even know. All I know is that no something... <laughs> he, just, he, just, no. he just double watched it again to know. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me your best impersonation. Of who? Of him, the Joker. Oh. So, you got any beef? <laughs> Martha! Martha! We're bad guys! What do you expect? Tonight's episode will be titled Intervention DCEU. <laughs> DC, will you accept this help today? <laughs> Pull over! <laughs> Pull over! Your movies suck! <laughs> Alright guys, we will share our thoughts on how to correct the course of DC's current movie universe and then afterwards we will talk about our favorite movie headlines of the week, some trailer talk, and conclude with what we've been watching. Remember you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. Seth, tell him about the locker room talk. The whole thing is is that, you know, when we broadcast from the Dragon's Lair, there is going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movies that we're talking about, you probably don't want to be listening in. And then also, sometimes we talk about questionable things. Yeah. Yeah. We could be offensive in some countries. Yes, exactly. Maybe so. Kind of offensive. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, okay. very. It, it depends on how you say it. Okay. Very. You could say like Joker. <laughs> it depends on how you say it. Exactly. If you have beef with somebody. Yeah, we cunts. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> We're critics with attitude. You know, little cunts. Mm -hmm. We just say things. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think tonight's going to be a very important conversation because Wonder Woman comes out tomorrow. So, <laughs> so I want to know how to fix the DC problem. Uh, before we start talking about DC though, this is not a hate episode. No. Okay. I love DC. Everybody yeah. That. That's actually why you're here tonight, Jeremy. You're a huge DC fan, right? Yes. Probably the biggest at the table. Probably the biggest in the group next to Mr. Brian Steele. But this is not a hate episode. I always say, I've said this probably a hundred times on the podcast, I'm not a Marvel fan, I'm not a DC fan, I'm not a Star Wars fan, I'm a movie fan. So tonight, I just want to figure out what exactly is DC's kryptonite. From Suicide Squad to Batman v Superman, what's wrong with the DC movies, Seth? Like me personally, what I don't like about yeah, what them? Yeah, what don't you like about them? I don't really like that grayscale. That they use. I mean, that's the thing that just they hurt my eyes. I'll be honest. That um, that that is the, the the number one problem actually for me is that it's just like um, you've got this grayscale and then like you've got really sharp colors in certain people like Superman. You can see the yellow on his chest really well, or um, Wonder Woman. You can see like the blood red in in her outfit. But I'm just kind of like... So all the goddamn problems with DC <laughs> and you're going with the S on his chest? Yes. <laughs> I'm saying, that's, that's my number one color. It's there's, ugly. There's three goddamn <laughs> helicopter crashes it's in ugly. I was going to say, no, that's the, the first one. You caught me off guard. It's just like, Seth, well, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, it's not pretty, that's for sure. The movie was perfect, but the colors. <laughs> the colors. I fucking hate the colors. <laughs> 
What's your problem? Screw you guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well, just wait. Just let it sit with you for a second. Okay, I'm sure you have something a little bit better to say. <laughs> I think I have two gripes. Um, qualms, if you will. Qualms, yeah. yeah. And the first is, I don't think they've decided what world they want to be in. Um, it's just a little bit too spastic for me. Like, you know, with the Tim Burton DC films, there are ridiculous characters in it. I mean, um, Danny DeVito as the Penguin, he's ridiculous, but uh, they've set up a world where that's okay. But that works. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think they know how realistic they want to be, so they've got these, like, crazy characters mixed in with these super, like, gritty characters, and it just doesn't meld. And then my second problem is I don't think that they thought out what order these movies are going to come out in in an intelligent way. Like, if we had had a Batman movie before Batman v Superman, where we just had a couple blurbs, you know, a radio cast where he gets pissed that Superman, you know, broke a building or something, I think the whole movie would have made more sense. But they didn't set them up in an order that makes sense to me. It seems like they're just trying to play catch up with Marvel. And that never works. You know, uh, something I really want to talk about tonight, put some focus on it, is Zack Snyder. I want to get your guys' opinion on Zack Snyder. He's the main creative force in the sandbox. Um, Man of Steel, BVS, um, even Suicide Squad. It's not his movie, but it looks like his movie. If you told me Zack Snyder directed Suicide Squad, I would believe you. I think the Flash is there. Not not the Flash, the character, but the... Uh, his eye, like his attention to, to detail. Like, I think some of Zack Snyder is good. Like, I think that guy can make a good-looking movie. Like, you were talking about the colors. Do you, do you think Zack Snyder can make a good-looking movie, though, right? At times, yes. At times. So I think Zack Snyder can make a good-looking movie, but I think he hasn't graduated from his his um, music video mentality, you know? And, man, you look at Suicide Squad, he's an executive producer on that. Mm-hmm. He's a producer going forward for Flash. Um, he's executive producer for Flash, for... Uh, Wonder Woman um, for the Batman, so he's not gone. I'm, you guys have obviously heard about him stepping down um, out of uh, the Justice League and Josh Whedon coming in, and he's going to be directing um, or not directing. I think he's going he's going to direct a few new scenes. Josh Whedon is, and then um, re-edit a couple of things. Shoots, yeah. But other than that, I mean, Zack Snyder, he's responsible for what we have so far, and I hope that he gets moved out of the way. We need that new creative force, I think, in DC. I think I'm going to pin a lot of the problems on DC you know, with, with Zack Snyder. To a degree, I think that the problem, I'm, I'm going to go back to your original question, I think that it all stems to the fact that they decided to build a uh, cinematic universe around Man of Steel. If they would have, like, Man of Steel was a fun little world. I don't think it was the, a jumping off point to do a, uh, um, a, a shared universe. I, I, I just didn't really No, like I don't it. think I, so. I don't, That's I, what you were saying, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just starting with Man of Steel. And and it does stem into the whole, how do you put, you know, normal people in this world? It just right. doesn't count. I was going to say, he needs to be fighting Brainiac. He needs to be fighting, um, g- uh, gosh, Mongol. Like, you know, dark yeah. side. Like, just crazy other world threats. Yeah. Not Batman. Yeah. Yeah, you look at, man, I think... Uh, Is that a better answer? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, <laughs> you look at DC in general, like, even before they became DC... <laughs> Before they became DCEU, mm-hmm. they put a lot of stock into Superman and Batman. I mean, Superman the movie, okay, turns forty. I think this year. I think it's like running on you know almost on year forty for Superman the movie. They've had four of the the Christopher Reeves movies. They've had the Man of Steel. They even had um, Ten Years of Smallville. 
Yeah, Smallville, mm-hmm. and you know how many Batman movies we have. Everyone sure. knows the Batman mythos. I think they need to step outside their comfort zone a little bit, you know. And I think mm-hmm. I don't know if that's again if that's Zack Snyder, you know, keeping him, you know, or, or trying to form all this and pushing Batman and Superman down our throats. But I think uh, somewhere they need to go is they need to get creative with some of their characters. Their catalog is so rich. Yeah, you know, like let's run with some Martian Manhunter, man. If Groot for Guardians of the Galaxy can be one of the the, the fan favorites and Rocket the Raccoon, can you imagine once they start getting a little bit crazy with their catalog, with mm-hmm. the Martian Manhunter or, you know, some of their... Etrigan, the demon. Yeah, yeah. something, something <laughs> fun, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, they are putting all their eggs in just their... Uh, in just, like, the Batman and Superman basket, whereas Marvel has put everybody, you know, in it. Mm-hmm. But, but also, why is the left hand not talking to the right hand yeah. when it comes to... Like, I mean, DC is... is has a say in all of this. Ten years of Smallville, like you said, obviously that was a success. Flash is on right now. That's doing successful. Supergirl moved to the CW. I think it's doing pretty well there. So why aren't they looking at? Here's what DC fans are watching already. Yeah. What this is what they like. They have and, to have a focus take, group. Yeah. Right. I mean, DC is one of the biggest studios next to you know, um, you know Warner Brothers, Disney. You know all these people. I mean, they have to have a focus group. They have to be listening to the feedback from the trailers. When that trailer hit for Justice League, that was... I called you when that released. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Have they learned nothing? Yeah. And that's scary, too, because we're talking about the creative force in the sandbox. And if Zack Snyder does move along, it looks like Jeff Johns... I mean, they hired him in May, right, to take on DCEU? And I looked up... Um, I was talking to you again yesterday, Seth, and we were looking at what he's executive produced. And he's been around for a while as an executive producer... But as full-fledged producer, doesn't take place until Justice League. Mm-hmm. And Justice League, now, we can only say, hey, it's only two minutes of footage. But that looks like a hot mess. I think you agree with that as well, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not the things that I uh, like about DC. I, I think that they... It, it's just the world. I think that I think it, it all comes back to they did not create a world where all these characters can exist together. Yeah. Um, and... Trying to force these square pegs into round holes isn't going to work. Not at all. And it looks like I was reading an online pe- uh, petition. They tried to, to boot Zack Snyder off of Justice League. There's 17,000 signatures trying to get him removed. So, again, it's that, that focus group. It's listening to your fans. You know, um, 17,000, you know, I don't know how many. There's obviously a lot more DC fans than that, but not too many people go to the petition sites. You know, 17,000 right. is a lot of petitions, though, to remove this guy from, you know, from DC. I mean, I, I think it's interesting too that, like, I think one of the other, like, big problems is the fact that we were three movies, or what? Yeah, we're three movies in and we still really don't have a good idea about these characters. That Superman's always been a slave to the plot. Batman, like, just is Batman. And then we don't really know anything about Wonder Woman. Yeah. And now going into Justice League, like, we're. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's I, so true. I, like, the the half the fun of Marvel is that we know these characters, we know yeah. how they should be interacting, and that's what's awesome about Justice League too is to have all these different people from all these different backgrounds in the comics at least intera- interacting yeah. and and, uh, and showing each other up and and having a good time and it being fun, but we don't know anything about these guys yeah. yet. It's funny so. too because you look at BVS, mm-hmm. BVS, their first movie out the or second movie out the gate. They crammed Wonder Woman down our throat. It was a Wonder Wo- introducing Wonder Woman. It was kind and of a Batman. Batman origin story. It was mm-hmm. a sequel to Superman. Mm-hmm. 
And it's funny too, like when you look at Superman's main villains, they, in my opinion, they've completely shit the bed. Zod, Lex Luthor, and Doomsday. All within two movies. You're talking about shitting the bed on your villains. Man, like maybe Lex Luthor can come back and have a a little bit more of a meaty role, but Doomsday's gone. Zod's gone, you know? You've got Brainiac and Doomsday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, um, if you want to impress me, you need to start getting... A little bit creative. You need to get a little ballsy, man. You know what they need to do? They need to make those those creative choices. Like, man, go get your go get Nicolas Cage, okay, and turn him into fucking Bizarro, okay. They need to have some fun with their universe. <laughs> when man. he would do it, Nicolas Cage has wanted to be Superman forever. Yeah. Him and Brendan Fraser have, Dude, I think, auditioned every time. <laughs> Dude, I think that would be like horrible casting, like Nick Cage as Superman. But Make let's him play bizarro. with it. Make yeah. him bizarro. Tell me that might not be some of the coolest casting ever, man. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I think that'd be great, man. Yeah. Or they need to make some like creative decisions. Like, you know, George Miller for the longest time wanted to direct a, direct a Justice League movie. Bring George Miller in. You know, give a, you know, make let Ben Affleck direct a Batman movie and actually work with him and let him do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Is Deathstroke going to be a one and done? You know? Hope not. Exactly. So um, I think they've shit the bet on their villains. Um yeah, they just need that creative force in there. And I was looking at Jeff Johns today. A quote from him says, Moving forward with DC, there's going to be three things. Heart, humor, and heroics. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think you need to look at each movie as it comes along and make you know, make the tone for whatever, whatever the movie that you're trying to make. You know, And then think about the tone. If you're making a dark Batman movie... Great. Do you need to have heart and humor in a, in a dark Batman movie? Maybe a little bit of heart. Yeah. But probably not that much humor. Yeah. Yeah. But then you can't bring a ridiculous Joker like Jared Leto into that if, yeah. you, if that's the decision you I, I still don't know how those two are going to interact. It Is doesn't it? make sense. They're, yeah. they're characters in different worlds. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Uh, the first half of Batman versus Superman, I was like, what in the world is Jesse Eisenberg doing? This is horrible. And then I realized yeah. he's playing this he's... crazy Lex Luthor that was written for him. It just doesn't belong in this world. Well, you know what? I, okay, I, was, I was thinking about this today. Zack Snyder, it seems like he wanted to turn Lex Luthor into the Joker, okay? And it seems like he wanted to turn Superman into Batman. Because you have, like, this dark story from Man of Steel mm-hmm. that's very, you know, derived of, like, what Christopher Nolan was doing, but that's removed from what Christopher Nolan's doing yeah. 10 years already, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I just don't understand what they're trying to do with their tones. There's this interesting Christ figure, too, it, that yeah, he keeps it, putting into movies, you know what I mean? Like, the whole, yeah. the whole like, uh, or, uh, Superman sacrificing himself and everything for the greater good, and just the, even in Justice League, you see it, uh, Aquaman's parting the seas and everything i'm like man there's a lot of like biblically biblical images i I mean i i get it i just don't think he's hitting the bullseye on it i mean Mm -hmm. people in their superheroes now you know when christopher reeve was uh was superman people wanted a hero that was like untouchable unbreakable and now we want to like see ourselves in the heroes we're watching so they're trying to make a more human character but i just don't think he's like Hitting the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like do you you would think that they would understand their characters, right? Yeah. I mean, it's in the DCEU universe, but it seems it's like there's no appreciation, or they're trying to go so far from what we know. Because this is not my Superman at all. Right. Hell, this isn't most of our Batman, but I like kind of what they're doing with Batman. Um, 
But that's a stretch, man, for some people. I know you're not a big fan of that, are you, Seth? Not really. With the Ben Affleck Batman? He's not my favorite. I mean, the the thing I do like about him is that he uses gadgets. That was the uh, that was the one thing I didn't really like about Bale, is that Bale like, wasn't enough of a detective and used his fists to solve everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. So, uh... I, but I, Superman doesn't feel like Superman, does he? No, he's a slave to the plot, yeah. though. You and Lex Luthor doesn't about... feel like Lex Luthor, does he? He is a golden age Lex Luthor. He's the mad scientist. Uh-huh. He's not the philanthropist that mm-hmm. we all grew up with. Yeah, but I think that is the, you know, and I'm not saying you can't ever, you know, take a look at your your, your villains, your heroes, and make some adjustments, man. But when you're talking about some big ones like Lex Luthor and Superman, man, I don't know. Yeah. And I think that part of it is the fact that, you know, they try making, you know, every every 10 years or whatever, they try to make a change to a comic, and people, there's always an outcry by the fans, and um, then they end up just changing them back to normal, yeah. the, whatever the, the status quo is. And I, I'm sure that's what they're afraid of, is if they make a big change, like if they decide to do a Batman Beyond instead of doing a, uh, um, you know, a traditional Batman story, yeah. which yeah. a Batman Beyond story would be... The traditional Batman story would have all the beats and everything. It just would not be about Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, we even talked about, like, I think Darren Aronofsky was going to direct Batman Beyond. I I would love to see what that that looked like. Yeah, that'd be really cool. cool. Uh, I mean, going forward, I think they have opportunities to... To win the fans back and to to make it work. You seem to have fun. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about Wonder Woman. I mean, it does look like it has excitement. It looks like it has some humor. looks like it has heart. And I think that um, some of the the advertising that even the theaters have done is going to help the movie. Like, have you seen the controversy where they did the all women screening yeah, mm-hmm. and people are throwing a fit? Yeah. I think it's great because I think more women are going to go see the movie see, because of that. And that's you think that's I, hurting the Rotten Tomato scale. Who cares? <laughs> I, I think that I think that totally is swaying it a little uh, bit. I'm curious yeah. to see if it's actually as good as people are saying. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, 94 is high. Yeah, and I don't. Hey, I'm saying you know. More power to them. If they if they want to do all women screening, that's cool. Just don't come running at me when we do all guy Star Wars screenings. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> when we're pulling our lightsabers out mm-hmm. and just running down the halls, man. You know, I think it's I think it's fun though. You know, if if you can get a bunch of women together, and they're excited about a uh, the female hero. You know, that mm-hmm. you know has never been on the big screen. I'm excited for that. So I hope that they're doing well. But I honestly think you know I, I don't want to harp on this too much, and I, I will get away from it after this. But Zack Snyder, man, with that stylish. His stylistic Slow-mo. flourishes and his yeah. slow-mo and just... I'll say this real quick. I think that Zack Snyder, again, can make a pretty movie. I would almost say that I think DC makes prettier movies than Marvel. All right? I would say that they have Marvel by the balls when it comes to music as well. I think the music, for the most part, because like Marvel does not do a great job with music. It's almost like not even there. It's, it's all about, here's what's sellable. We're not going to take any risks. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think DC has to win. They've got to take risks. Yeah. If they, they're they doing an, a, a female um, you know superhero movie, which DC, or which Marvel has not done. Yeah. Why has Scarlett Johansson not had her own movie yet? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I've heard some rumor about maybe uh, a black gay Green Lantern. Uh-huh. Um, Marvel would never do that. Uh, they don't have Green Lantern, but they would never yeah, yeah. do that kind of character. And I think that's where DC is going to have to win is is by taking risks. And, and exactly right now, I don't think they've been taking those mm-hmm. risks. You know, you don't see a, a Swamp Thing or Martian Manhunter or some of those those characters that we've never seen on screen before. We get the same characters thrown down our throat. You know, like Batman and Superman. And I'm a huge Batman fan. You look at my favorite comic book movies of all time, and I mean, I'm a huge fan of Batman Begins, Dark Knight, um, Tim Burton's Batman. You know. 
just these movies aren't doing for me. They're not the characters. It seems like they've lost some appreciation for their own characters, and they're just trying to to make that money. I mean, you look at uh, the the money that that BVS made. I mean, BVS broke the bank. I mean, it brought it cost them two hundred fifty million to make, and uh, they brought home eight hundred and seventy two million dollars. It seems like they're just trying to get that money. You know, um, do you think that they should just kind of chill back a little bit and maybe deliver something more like a Logan or like a Deadpool and not give us, give us a palate cleanser. Like I think uh, like Ant-Man, I love Ant-Man, but I loved it more so when it came out because it was right after Ultron, you know, Ultron, you have um, a whole city floating in the sky and it was, it was chaotic and it was, it was fucking Avengers too, you know? And with Ant-Man, it was like, oh, thank God, man. I don't have to go through another. I've seen cities explode. I've seen that the the um, extinction level event mm-hmm. so many times. I go watch a Transformers movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with Ant-Man, it was like they pulled back a little bit. Um, and even so with Logan. Logan's one of my favorite movies this year, man. They just took their time and they delivered just a, a, an important, you know, and just a, a fun, very entertaining, respectful Logan. You know, mm-hmm. Deadpool only cost $58 million. They put a rated R on it. They took some chances with that. Mm-hmm. But it was a smaller movie. I mm-hmm. think DC's scared of making something small, man. Uh, yeah, and I think they could. They've got characters to do it, right? They could do like a, you know, a Robin movie. They could do a, a, yeah. like a, a Nightwing, you know. I would love to see Red Hood and the Outlaws. So yeah. I think that'd be sick. You just do the three of them running around doing their thing. Like, that could be cool. I mean, you'd have to have some backstory or some way to figure out the the backstories for all of them but that could be sick. Yeah. Start them all out in jail, kind of like Suicide Squad, but and although yeah. although they can make a pretty movie, that Justice League trailer, it looked like a CGI fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think they need to pull away from that and get into some practical effects. I know there's some some stuff in Marvel where like Tony Suit Stark, I don't know what's practical anymore and what's all CG, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But when they first started Iron Man, that was a, it was a practical suit, you know. Now again, I don't know what else practical, yeah. but I think they need to find some love and get into old school filmmaking. I think that's that's on the rise right now, man. You look at Fury Road, George Miller's Fury Road. People came out of that as like it was a fresh new experience, yeah. man, because real cars running into things, you know, in the mm-hmm. fucking desert. You look at uh, Force Awakens, you know, and they actually created X wings, you know, and they built most of the sets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you walk away from those kinds of movies, and you you can tell. You can tell. I think that DC needs to get back into some old school filmmaking, man. Get away from that MTV like movie making Zack Snyder stuff and pull in some 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 directors, some creative talent that can actually make a cool movie. Like Aquaman, I'm actually excited for they got James Wan mm-hmm. who directed um, Conjuring, you know, and directed he's got a lot of horror cred, you know. I think they need to make more decisions like that. Bring in some people that uh, that just run with my movie. You know, mm-hmm. go make your horror director. We're gonna give you Aquaman. Do something dark with it. You know, yeah. I think that's some. They need to make some ballsy decisions like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Who's who's uh, some directors you'd like to see jump in? You know how Edgar Wright uh, left Ant Man. Yeah. How cool would it be if they got Edgar Wright? Like, oh, you know what? Um, we got a little guy named Martian Manhunter. You know, we're gonna let you make your movie, whatever you want. No studio interference. Yeah. How would you guys like to see something like that? It'd be crazy. I think it'd be great if they got all the Marvel directors. They've already got Joss Whedon mm-hmm. coming over. Yeah. And just say, hey, just do it better than yeah. you did before. Here's your second chance. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. <Like>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just grab them all. <laughs> Joss Whedon, I think he's interested in doing a... Um, Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl. You mm-hmm. know, what do you, what's your opinion on that? Are you a Joss Whedon fan? I think he does better with strong female characters than he does with... Uh, 
with ensemble pieces. Like, I hated the Avengers, and I was, like, so excited for it because I like Josh Whedon, and I am a nerd, and I like superheroes, and, and it was just too much wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we're superheroes. And that, I know it was, like, the highest-grossing film ever at the time, but yeah. it just wasn't for me. Well, I think they, they definitely need that creative force in there. Um, you look at Lego, uh, Lego movie, Batman Lego, which is probably my favorite movie right now. Have you watched that yet, Seth? No. Dude, I'm we like, just need that. You need to come over here when it comes out and just watch it with me, dude. Uh, have you watched Batman Lego yet? I haven't. It's on demand, I think. On, I was going to uh, say, it comes out on DVD yeah. soon, and I'm going to get it. So good there. Um, if anyone's listening to this tonight or uh, when you guys go home tonight, look up, I think his name's Dan Lin. Um, he's the Kevin Feige of the Lego universe, okay? Mm. So they even have their creative driving force where um, someone even said, like, like, you're the Kevin Feige of the Lego. He's like, that's high honors. And, <laughs> you know, thank you very much. But um, he's in charge of Lego, Lego Batman movie, Ninjago, and he calls that his, his phase one. Gotcha. All right? Okay. And so he's he's approaching it the same way Marvel did, you know? They, they built this, you know, this this way of doing these movies. And, and he goes, so now we're going to, you know, we, we're doing a ninja movie. We did a Batman super yeah, superhero, superhero movie, um, a plain Jane Lego movie next year. Okay, he hasn't dropped what he's doing yet, mm-hmm. but uh, you know there's gonna be a Lego too. Okay, but he's gonna start getting into different genres. It's almost like what Marvel's doing. Like Ant Man was like a heist flick. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at mm-hmm. Captain America's a World War Two movie. So they need someone to jump in there and take those reins. Do you guys think Jeff Johns is the guy for it? I hope so. Man, I don't know. What all do you know about Jeff Johns coming in? Because he's he's been executive producer. Great. Writer, That's great writer, man. Yeah. So I hope, like, and again, I heroics, humor, heart. I don't think I think you need to take each movie, okay, and, and figure out what kind of movie you want to make. You know, I don't think you need to put. I don't think you should ever have that template and place it over your movie. If Batman doesn't call for heart and humor, don't try to apply that. I think that's where they're trying to force them to try to become Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to do. They're trying to be a bet. Uh, the, you know, they're trying to do Marvel's game right instead of just being DC. Yeah, I hope that he is. I mean, I know he's a strong writer. I hope he's a strong enough personality to go up against the studio because that's where I think the problem is. You talked earlier. It cost a little over two hundred million to make Batman v Superman. Profit was six hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean, the studio doesn't give a fuck if it's a good movie yeah. or a bad movie, yeah. right? They just want to make money. They just want to make money. Yeah, that's a, there's a quote I want to read from Chris Pratt. Um, I think fits well tonight. He says one of the flaws. Okay, he's talking about DC. First, he said he was being he's being very polite. Yeah, I love the DC movies. <laughs> okay, he started off with that, but he goes one of the flaws might have been they were introducing too many characters in Suicide Squad. They spent ten minutes telling us why we should care about these ca- characters rather than creating trilogies for each character and convincing us to care about the characters. Um, MCU, it's like hardwood. They grew it really slowly, so it's strong. They didn't create the Avengers first. They did Iron Man. And then they tested it to make sure it worked. Then they did Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. They did Cap, and they did Thor. And they created a thirst for these characters. And that's when they put them in Avengers. It is really a fucking hard thing to do. And it's kind of a miracle that anyone's got it right, you know? So I think it comes down to, one, Kevin Feige his filmmakers, and ultimately me playing Star-Lord, <laughs> which is kind of funny there. But I think he's right. It's like it comes down to just what I've been talking about. Kevin Feige, he says, is the first one. You've got to have that creative force in the sandbox. You know, you have to remove Zack Snyder, in my opinion, and you need to figure out that Jeff Johns. We're not going to know. We haven't felt his effect. We haven't felt his effect yet. 
you know, if uh, uh, Justice League is the first movie, um, I don't even know if you can really say that, especially with him. I bet he came in on the, that was May, tell into that. So he came in, gave his notes. I'm just, this is me speculating. Gave his notes, you know, maybe did some edits, fixed a couple things, but that Zack Snyder formula was still there. Um, But Wonder Woman... You know, that's a Zack Snyder-produced movie without Jeff Johns, you know? He was just an executive producer. I bet you the first movie that we will really see his effect is probably what? The Batman? Maybe Aquaman? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. Aquaman? But we were talking earlier, Seth, that... I don't think he's going to have much of it. Right idea. now, he's executive producer on Aquaman and not full-fledged producer. Everything after Aquaman. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. He's producer. And I feel like James Wong wants to be like, I want my own movie. I want to make right. I want to make some creepy movie about the trench and Jason Momoa just, you know, flexing. And yeah. And that's it comes back to this Chris yeah. Pratt quote, you need the Kevin Feige, you need the creative um sandbox. You know, you need that guy in the sandbox and then you need your filmmakers like a James Wan. Give them creative, you know, freedom and not maybe not having maybe they can do something different not having a having a Kevin Feige. Maybe all your your directors and filmmakers can just play in that sandbox without having that large corporate shadow over them. I think you could really get some interesting movies that way. You know, that's how we got Francis. You know, we didn't get Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas, Stanley Kubrick with Kevin Feige's looming over them. Right. You know, ah, uh, they just they need to figure out, and then they need to figure out their cast. They need to pe- keep people like their Star Lords. They need to keep Ben Affleck fucking happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, don't let him drink. Yeah, <laughs> you were just telling me about that. Like, yeah, he's... that's messed up. That, like, did you know about that? He's mm-hmm. like struggling alcoholic and like doesn't even know if he can keep going with uh, with these movies with life like anymore. That. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that he was like trying to get out of the movies. Yeah, um, which is not going to happen because I'm sure they locked him into a contract. But you still got to make him happy because he'll phone it in. I yeah, mean, <laughs> he'll phone it in. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Ho- they need Wonder Woman to do well. I'm. I'm excited to see it this weekend. I'm hoping because Marvel doesn't have a female-led superhero movie that they're not going to try to copy anything, right? That they, we can see what they just do when when it's their movie. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't do well, I mean, I don't even think, I don't think it matters that yeah. that somebody else is taking the helm, right? I mean, we're not going to make it that far. Yeah, we. I, I was. I'm hoping that Wonder Woman is somewhat of a soft reboot, but I doubt mm. that they went into filming Wonder Woman. Like it's a soft reboot. Right. You know, I, maybe that Patty Jenkins just directed a kick-ass fucking movie on accident. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know anything about Patty Jenkins. Maybe she just dominated this movie. Has, do you guys know anything about Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman? I don't. Um, I mean, I know Robin Wright with House of Cards and everything. She's at a point in her career where she doesn't have to take a shit role. So her being in it kind of makes me feel good because I'm like, she's not taking... Like, she's not reading a script that's crappy and saying, sure, I'll do that, because she doesn't have to, right? She's at the top of her game yeah. right now. So um, we'll see. I'll, I'll see it this weekend, and I I hope that it's good. Yeah, I, I have think a, it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I have another quote I want to read. It's from a uh, writer named Felix Clay. Okay, and this made me laugh because it's so true. He says, doing uh, BVS, Dawn of Justice, after the Nolan movies, okay, going with that kind of template after the Nolan movies, going with a Suicide Squad after coming off of, you know what, eight to ten years of Nolan movies, he goes, is like Michelangelo painting the Sistine Chapel one week and then painting a giant dick on the side of a bus the next week. Sure, you think the dick is amusing, but it's not the same caliber, you know? It's like, imagine yourself watching a a great movie like Godfather, right? And then walking out, okay, and then putting in fucking reindeer games, okay? Who's in the studio thinking, 
this is going to sell. You know, how idea. can you come off what they call the godfather of comic book movies and you're just going to be like, oh, we're going to dumb that shit down and we're going to make it stupid. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. And you look at uh, people talking about tone again, you know, like we need to inject humor. I'm going to throw this out here. Okay. Green Lantern, a couple years back, um, fucking who? Ryan, Ryan, Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. It had its own problems. Okay. <laughs> DC property. But that honestly is more in line with a Marvel movie with humor. Okay. And the tone they were going for. And did that fucking work? No. And the most of the mainstream that are going to see this, they're not sitting at a table with us tonight. They they don't care about the... They just want to go see a movie. They just want yeah. to go see a movie. And they weren't entertained. Mm-hmm. So if Guardians... The, or not Guardians, but if Green Lantern, okay, from a couple years back, had that tone, tone's not the problem. BVS and Suicide Squad being darker movies and Man of Steel being darker movies wasn't the problem. I've never said once at this table that I didn't like Man of Steel because it was too dark or too philosophical. You know, I never said that about Suicide Squad. My problems is the dumb shit like Kevin Costner running after his fucking dog in a tornado. That's my fucking problem, Man of Steel, okay? Or just destroying the fucking city block after block after block after block, okay? For an hour. That's my problem, okay? Or snapping a man's neck, okay? That I don't know. I think there could have been... I had some issues there. Anyway, Suicide Squad. Three fucking helicopter crashes. Safest in the place in that movie is in a crashing helicopter. Preach it, Seth. Yes. <laughs> I have so many problems with, with the movies and not once have I ever blamed it on tone. If you want to do The Batman and make it the darkest fucking Batman movie darker, my favorite comic book movie probably is The Dark Knight. Okay, I like The Crow, maybe top 10, okay? So the problem isn't dark, okay? Your answer isn't going to be all the time because how... Is that going to get old, Seth, if DC starts giving you humor, heroics, and uh, what was the other H? Uh, Horror? I don't know. Heart. Heart, yeah, heart, humor, and heroics. Then all your movies are going to be the same. I I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, is humor? What's their idea of humor, too? Let's talk about that. Is that fucking Aquaman riding on the Batmobile? I don't know. Like in the Justice League trailer? Is that their idea? I was going to say, it just like, it also just seems like it's a copy off of Marvel. Doesn't that seem like a fastball special? (laughs) Doesn't it? I mean, it just seems like, you know, uh, curling Wolverine up and throwing him at something. Like, I mean, it, it just feels like we need something like that. Let's do some cool team moments. All right, well, Aquaman could be on top of the Batmobile. Like, I just feel like they're just letting Jason Momoa do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with some of the stuff because it's like, <coughs> here's a, a great idea for a plot point. Here's a great idea for a plot point. Here's a great idea for a plot point. And then it's like, let's not put any work into how to connect these. Let's yeah. just like, let's helicopter crash from one uh, good idea to the next. And mm-hmm. then it's... and. You have to have those threads to connect it. You have to make it make sense. You know what we're going to do in this movie? We're going to put the joke right yeah. in it. He's going to be nuts. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get Jared Leto. Yeah, exactly. We're going to give him a grill. It's going to yeah. be sick. Somebody stop hiring Jared Leto, by the way. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about him in Blade Runner. Do you see that first yeah, Blade Runner trailer? Yeah, he looks fucking stupid. He goes, he goes, so do you, do you watch the Blade Runner yeah. trailer? So he's got this I new, he he's got bad. this new, well, no, is that the way he looked, okay? And maybe I'm giving him some beef. Maybe I'm giving him a beef, yeah. okay, because of Joker, okay? But he, the first thing he says, he has like this, you know, fucking, he's got this artificial human in his hand. He goes, happy birthday. <laughs> I'm just like, the way he delivers that line again, maybe I got some Joker baggage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe that line isn't the most horrible. 
but it's there. Yeah. Okay, and DC, goddamn it, has done that. <laughs> he's 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 literally my least favorite Joker, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you have okay, like it, Marvel has Thanos, okay, and I'm not saying that we've done the most brilliant job. Um, in a couple weeks from Getting now, there. we're gonna do MCU MCU villains. Okay, so if you're listening this night, you're a big DC fan. Trust me, you'll want to be listening to that one because I have a lot of negative things to say about how Marvel has handled their their villains. But I think one one way that DC can up the ante a little bit because honestly, I do think that their movies look prettier as long as they get rid of some of that CG. The music is on point. If they can fix the villain problem, okay? Because we haven't got to the big boys yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. But dude, I mean, yeah, we're starting with Darkseid. Yeah. We could do back, downgrade to Brainiac next time around. It just doesn't seem to fit. Well, that's kind of what, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. They, I think but Brainiac could be a good villain, though. Like well, a Thanos level? Thing, I think he can. Because, I mean, Brainiac's on the same level what, as a Zod. What, what or are Lex you thinking, Luther. Seth? What? He's giving me a look. Yeah, because you're he's stupid. Like, fuck Brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, he's not that kind of threat. He's not like Dark Side. Hey, he can be. Seth. In the internet age, that's he can be. That's all Superman has left. <laughs> <laughs> what? In the internet age, he can be. Maybe, but then you're just doing Ultron. So? Ultron's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Ultron's a copy of Brainiac. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And uh, this episode will be released on June 1st, which is Pride Month. We just want to celebrate Pride Month. <laughs> but yeah, I think that uh, you look at... I, have you guys ever thought about that, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay ultra. Exactly. I think about it every day. <laughs> about it every day how gay Ultron is. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Critical attitude. Anyway. <laughs> But have you guys thought about that, though? Seriously, Zod, Doomsday, Joker, and Lex Luthor. Depending if you like Lex Luthor. Or not, and then okay? Darkseid. I don't know anybody that fucking likes Doomsday, though. He looks like a generic... Fucking, he looks like a cave troll. He looks like a, he looks like a generic cave troll from Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he was cut from the special editions. Yeah. Like shit. I know. He's a little rocky. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. So in Doomsday, like back when I was a kid... That was badass. I remember having the death. Like, I wasn't a huge comic guy when I was a kid, but I had deaths of Superman. Yeah. Everybody had the death mm-hmm. of Superman, right? The fucking flag mm-hmm. or the, the pole coming out of the concrete with the Superman, you know, uh, fucking, <coughs> uh, cape Black on cover. It. Yeah. Bleeding logo. Dude, I had yeah. all the covers, the special edition covers and everything. And um, I was like, this is going to be cool, man. We get Doomsday, you know? And they just completely fucked that up, in my opinion. They just wanted somebody that would make sense for both Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman to fight at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had Brainiac in there, I mean, one of them could fucking kill him in a second. Well, what if right? Superman fucking yeah. fly into Doomsday with the the fucking Kryptonite? Well, yeah, that would have fixed that movie. Why don't he just throw it really fucking hard? Or okay, check this out. This is what you do. Okay, you have uh, Batman shoot him in the face with the Kryptonite. Okay. Then you have uh, Superman. He's got the kryptonite, and he goes, "Dude, I can't, I can't hold this." Diana then picks it up. She throws it straight through him. Do the whole like team thing, you know what I mean? While he's uh, oh, and while it's stabbed in, then he shoots it with his eye lasers and blows him up. There's your team moment. That's how I would end that movie. Yeah, Batman. There's actually a scene where he's doing dick all over in the corner, like nothing. And I then know. Super or Wonder Woman's just woo. That, that that music comes on. <laughs> And she's like doing nothing. I'm like, pick 
pick up the goddamn spear and throw it at Doomsday. Yeah. Give me some synergy. Mm-hmm. Give me a fastball special. Exactly. I know. I know this is the first time that they've met. But yeah. The problem is they don't work well together. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because they shouldn't have been thrown in together like this. Yeah. You know? I was going to say, even the Avengers first run around, Iron Man had enough sense to shoot his repulsors yeah. at Cap's shield to reflect yeah. it off. Like, yeah, that's I legit. I don't care how long you've been. In those team moments. I don't I don't care how long you've been together. It, doesn't, it just common, common fucking sense. Mm-hmm. You don't. There's other options you have instead of flying through him. Yeah. With a sphere. Yeah. Well, and they'd already determined earlier in the movie that he couldn't even like be around the spear, yeah. without getting super weak, and then somehow he has the strength to like. But that's kind of what he does. I mean, he did the same yeah, thing yeah. in like he overcomes obstacles. That's why in like the 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 snapping of the neck, Superman is like you know we can't overcome certain obstacles. That's what Superman does. And you know what? I think honestly, if if they could get a soft reboot, I would be on board because I'm a fan of. Not a, not a fan. I like Henry Cavill, though. Okay? He looks the part. I think he looks yeah. okay. I think he could be a good Superman. The, the problem is right now, I just don't care. I don't care if he comes back to life because he hasn't affected me. And I think a, a scene like uh, BVS, one of the scenes that could have really sold Superman is the, um, the scene where he's in the courtroom, you know? And he's getting ready to plead his case and, and how he feels and why he does what he does and, and have that broadcasted all over the world. They they fuck up that scene for a stupid explosion that means nothing because not the no one even thinks that it's Superman that set off the bomb. They do for like five seconds yeah. until they figure out that it was like a wheelchair, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that scene I think was was botched. I think that there's no reason to even have that scene. You know what's better though? Having him plead his case. In front of the entire yeah. world. I mean, that I, was a money scene that they just fucked up. And I dug in Man of Steel the scene in the church where he's talking to the pastor. But then it just explodes into yeah. this giant fight with Zod where it's like you completely forget about that that well, scene. And and that's how you make Superman relatable is mm-hmm. he was raised here on Earth. He, I mean, in most stories, he doesn't even get his powers till later. I was going to say, so, all senses, yeah. he's human. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a human stuck in a this God. crazy God's body, mm-hmm. right? And so if you don't make him human in personality, then you've missed the point. Yeah, yeah. and then in BVS, he's just a slave to the plot. Yeah. So he can't, you know, he can't be doing cool things. It's just like Star-Lord in uh, Guardians 2, in my opinion. He yeah. couldn't do anything cool. He's just, he's there for, to, to keep the plot moving. Right. I mean, it was more Batman versus Batman's conscience <coughs> than Superman mm-hmm. was also in the movie. Yeah. I think another thing they need to do is just embrace geek culture. Um, I've been saying for a while now that I think it's it's to the point now where the studios, um, they're getting it right. You know, like you look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. They're doing stuff in that movie that, you know, it, it's so fun. And, and so they're embracing the uh, the, the cosmos. You mm-hmm. know, they're embracing uh, the, the humor in Guardians was, I thought, was more spot on. Uh, but, you know, uh, who's the actor? Nathan Fillion. Okay, so I'm going to throw mm-hmm. this out there. Nathan Fillion didn't even make it into the cut of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but he was playing somebody like Wonder Man. Someone I have no idea who this character is, but you can't even go on the, like, type in Wonder Man or Nathan Fillion. There are memes all over the place. Everyone's like, oh my god. Like, he looks like a fucking caveman. Have you seen him? Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, I want to see him in a movie now. I want to see Wonder Man. Put him in the next Guardians. Because, like, he's a a character that, you know, showed up sporadically, right? Mm -hmm. But they've done such a great job with Guardians... People want these weird characters. Adam Warlock. 
You yeah. know, when they bring him in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, people are going to love him, you know? I'm sure they will. Um, you could put Howard yeah. the Duck anywhere you wanted yeah. at this point, man. Yeah, when we get to Thor and we get um, Jeff Goldblum's um, uh, collector. collector. Not, not collector, the collector. Gosh. That's Benicio Del Toro's ca- yeah. character. But um, the, uh, I forget exactly who he is in Thor. Yeah. I'm, but I'm No, but you look at that. They em- they're embracing the roots of their comics. Mm-hmm. And I think, man... Grandmaster. Grandmaster, thank you. That's what they're going to have to do, man. They need to stop copying, and they could just they just need to launch right into some of their crazy stuff, man. Get into Bizarro, get into Brainiac. And with Justice League, what are we getting, man? Is it the same old shit, extinction-level event? Are they going to open up the, their Dark cosmos side. a little bit? I don't know. Darkseid, Steppenwolf, that's who they're fighting in this first movie, which is he's a general for Darkseid. Do you care? No. Man, that sucks, <laughs> doesn't it? Do you care? I mean, I, I think that I think that it's good for Steppenwolf because I think most people will have to go online Wikipedia and say who the fuck is this. Yeah. Um. And and I think they need more of that to to make their universe work. But I agree. Like we need a lower stakes movie. I think. Mm-hmm. Not a palate cleanser. Yeah. Not give every a, single give me a movie about yeah. the Bat Family. Right. Yeah. We like Batman. Doesn't ha- he could be there? But make it about Batgirl and Robin and Red Hood and you know like do. You know, street level threats. I mean, Batman Forever, that beginning where we're introducing Robin, you could make a whole movie out of that, out of the circus, out of mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yep. you could do a Robin origin story easy, mm-hmm. and that's that's light. You know, the the end game is hooking him up with Batman, right? But but that tells that makes you feel connected to a character, and then you give a shit when they show up again later. Yeah. Do you think we should rest with the Batman then, and not bring that out right away? Do you think we should have, just have Batman being teased by? Everyone's favorite character, having him just kind of being in the shadows, doing some detective work. I thought he was cool, and uh, I liked him in Suicide Squad, just how he kept popping in and out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's really good use of him. That just like, and that's what they need to do is do these offshoot movies, but you have Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman kind of cameo a little bit just to help uh, have that connective tissue between all these flicks. He was too big of Batman versus Superman was too soon, and he was too big of a role in that to. For anybody to care, because you have had this Christopher Nolan franchise, you needed something to say, okay, our Batman's different. Yeah, yeah. This is and and, and they went different for sure. Yeah, but they just said, okay, this is our Batman. We're not going to explain it. Figure it out. You yeah. know, the giant character. bats yeah. coming out of coffins or tombs. <laughs> if, if we had if we had had Suicide Squad first, and then maybe another movie where he's popping in and out, you know, arresting a couple people, then I would have been like, okay, this is this yeah, is yeah, Batman, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what, and, you know, going back to that Chris Pratt quote, man, he said exactly that, um, Jeremy. He goes, they spent 10 minutes telling us why we should care, um, telling, yeah, telling us why we should care about these characters from Suicide Squad rather than creating trilogies for each character and building them up, you know, and letting us spend time with them. They're just throwing them at us. Yeah. And that, you just, you don't get anything from that. And what about, like, Wonder Woman? Like, I was asking you, I think it was yesterday, Seth, where... Her origins isn't World War Two, is it? No. And I, I know Wonder Woman, just like every other comic book character that's been around for 50, 70, 80 years, has been written tons of different she, ways. I was gonna say, she What's was her main origin, though? I mean, originally she was made from clay, and then Zeus brought her to life. But I don't think that that will be what they'll use. Um, she's going to be like uh, Hercules, that she is a demigod, um, daughter of Zeus. Do you think there's going to be any backlash putting her in World War Two just, just because... It's gonna feel like they're copying Marvel again and giving us a a Captain America spin on it. Well, it's World War One, but I mean, is it yeah, World War One? Yeah, that's okay. what she's in, and they. Uh, but still, you know. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think that it's it's gonna be a nice blend of Thor and uh, 
and Captain America. But I think mm-hmm. that, you know, it's going to help humanize her. they got to put her in a situation that we care about. Yeah. Yeah, she can't just be running around on the island all the time. It would be cool to have an ancient movie, though. I mean, look at, well, because I wouldn't want a Thor either where it's like a fish out of water, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we're going to get, a, you know, a, a bit of that anyway. Because I've heard a lot of comparisons that it's a Captain America meets kind of Thor, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope it doesn't get a whole lot of backlash for that. I hope it can stand on its own without looking like it's ripping off Thor and Captain America because it doesn't need that right no. now. You know, DC needs to be able to stand on its Just own. Just knock one out of the park. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see how Chris Pine fits into the movie, though, because we haven't seen, you know, we've seen these other movies with, with Paltrow as the side, mm-hmm. you know, love interest. And, and, you know, you have all these female, but how does a male, like, side love interest fit? yeah. If I mean, I've never even, seen that. Yeah. Even if he's going to be a love interest, right. maybe he'll care about her, but she just doesn't give a damn. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. All right, guys. Was well, there anything else you guys want to say about the DC universe? Um, for for me, I think Zack Snyder needs to move along. Um, I hope Jeff Johns can do it. If not, but at the they, same time, we want you know, with his daughter, that like let's get that figured oh, out. Oh yeah, too. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, this isn't anything personal. This is yeah. just a um, an for aesthetic value. You know, yeah. like I'm not. I'm not a fan of, like, I've liked, um, looking back at Zack Snyder's filmography, Watchmen, I think he did a f- phenomenal job with um, with the task that he had, you know? I would almost but it think doesn't Watchmen, look much different than the DC movies. No, and, and that's what I've been saying. Like, mm-hmm. I think, um, for the most part, I think that Zack Snyder can shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got a good eye. A he's really bit, good at making comic book panels. A little bit too, yeah, a little bit too much slow motion for me. But for the most part, I think the DC movies look good, minus the fucking CGI. They need mm-hmm. to calm down on some of that. Like maybe a smaller movie, mm-hmm. you know, pull us back. Show show us if you can make a Logan, you yeah. know. Show me that. Um, but I think they need to calm down a little bit. They need to stop playing catch up with Marvel. Um, they need to give their uh, their filmmakers a little bit more um, room to do what they want to do. Um, move Zack Snyder out because whatever he's doing with producing the, the sandbox, the original sandbox, I think needs a, it needs a some some new people in there fucking with the sand. You mm-hmm, need to get this. Sure. You need to get the turds out of the sandbox. Okay. <laughs> I hope Jeff Johns can do that. I don't know. Okay. I have nothing good nor positive to say about Jeff Johns. All I know from from comics, you know, can can he fit well? But you know what. A lot of people don't ever talk about this, but again, you look at executive producer, you know what else he executive produced? Green Lantern, okay, <laughs> back in the day. So again, that... He I don't, didn't have much to do with that, just so you know. Yeah, probably I know not, for probably fact, not. He was on set two days. He's executive producer for all these movies too, and I don't think he's had a lot to do yet. It's that yeah. when you get that yeah. producer title. Mm-hmm. So we'll see with Justice League, and I might not even call Jeff Johns out after Justice League, because I think he came on at the very end of that. Uh, but I, I do think they need the the Dan Lin or the Kevin Feige to come in and give some focus and direction. Um, I think they need to just you know stop playing catch up. And I don't think that the humor, heroics, and heart is. I don't think they need to take that template and put it over every single movie. I think that they need to make their own movie. And if your movie calls for that, like a Wonder Woman, if Wonder Woman calls for that, fantastic, right? But if you're Batman, if I come in as a director and I have uh, a darker aspect I want to put to the film. You can't tell me to put humor, heart, and heroics into it. It just won't work all the time. Um, so I, I definitely think. I mean, DC's not done by a long shot. We have um, Suicide Squad two. We have Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash. We have so many characters. Um, and again, I don't know why they're going with with Flash right away. For uh, I think that's what 2019. Mm-hmm. Again, we if had they can get a director, the Flash yeah. TV show. Is is so good, okay? And then you have we've we've seen Quicksilver twice now, 
right? We, I know that's yeah. Marvel, mm-hmm. okay? But we've seen Quicksilver. We've seen the Speedster, right? It seems like another thing where why, why are you bringing the Flash well, in? And right you're competing away? with yourself. Flash well, TV show is doing I great. I remember like, two years ago, Seth and I talking about this, where we're like, why not bring in Grant Gustin? When mm-hmm. they were th- th- when this was just a kernel of an idea. It's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, so you're either going to have a Flash that's better Could than you? Grant Gustin, or worse, yeah. and it hurts either the show or the movie. Could you imagine... <laughs> it's so stupid. Fl- Could you imagine the Flash TV show with a movie budget? Like, where they had to make a two-hour episode yeah. of The Flash? Like, how sick would that be? It seems be? like you're shooting yourself in the foot, mm-hmm. because Grant Gustin does it. He's my Flash. You know, and I don't want—I don't care about um, who—who's this guy that's playing Flash? Ezra Miller. Ezra yeah. Miller. I just—I don't care. I watched him in Fantastic Beast. Didn't impress me there. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's been in a couple other things, but it's just—I don't care because Grant Gustin is so good. I don't understand why you just wouldn't. Cause I've always said now that you know, like the, I think the future is bridging. That we've never—we've never seen it to this scale where you have TV shows and big screen, and they just. They cross over. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. we can go watch your characters every week and then you get to see them on the big screen for the $200 million epic. They should have grabbed Grant Gustin. They should have grabbed um, freaking uh, Amel from, from Arrow, man, and just bring them yeah. over. You know, and I'm not a Green Arrow fan, but... It'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be cool, man. I would love to see that. And I get that it's a risk, but like we said, those are the risks. Those are the risks. Risk. I guarantee we would yeah. be talking differently today. If they would, if if they had that kind of plan with Grant Gustin coming in air, it would be different. Mm-hmm. But I think that the fun thing about Flash is they, and we we talked about this tonight. It's embracing the geek culture. Something I love about Flash is it's so nerdy. Mm-hmm. You know, Flash is nerdy, but it's never over your head. Yeah, you know, nerdy and fun. Nerdy and fun. And mm-hmm. I think if you brought that in, embraced your comic roots, put it in the, on the big screen next to a dark Batman. That works. When they've got Mark Hamill on the TV show, you think he wouldn't come to the oh, big screen for Jesus you? Jesus If you did, if you did yeah. Grant and and how many fucking people are you going to get to the theater if you've got a Flash movie with the television audience, plus the DCEU audience, plus fucking Mark Hamill? Yeah. I mean, you think you're not going to make your money? You're going to make your money. Yeah, I would go see that in a heartbeat, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they need to embrace that, that geek culture. And I've always said, like, stay true to your characters. Make your world chaotic. Okay, and that's one of my, like, you all have movie rules, right? Like, I have movie rules. Like, one of them's I always say this, own your bad baby, okay? If, if the first one didn't work, if BVS didn't work, if suicide didn't work, that's fine. They're there now. Let's tap into them. Let's make them better. Rework them if you can, and then move forward, you know? You can't forget about them. But the other one is, you know, it's like you, you need to, oh, I don't know. I'm getting on a tangent now. Yeah. But you, you need to make your world chaotic. If, mm-hmm. if Batman's dark, okay, if you want to put Flash and Batman in a movie, make Batman the dark detective, make Flash nerdy and geeky, but it's the what's going on in the world that we're inhabiting, the chaotic world. The world will always be chaotic. Stay true to your heroes. I think the point for me of this whole discussion is not to shit on DC. I love DC, uh, and I want to see as many DC movies as possible, so they, they've got to get it on a good path. Or I'm gonna miss out on those movies I want to see. Yeah, so that's the point. And that's what I, I've said that too, because um, you know, I always I, I always give Brian Still shit. I would give Brian Still shit if he was sitting here, but I'm like, man, let's not support this. Let's let's be vocal. Let's vote with our dollars. Let's vote with our podcast. Okay, let's get this shit rolling in a different direction. Because yeah, how many years is is uh, Man of Steel now? Five, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's too long. I've missed out on some good shit. Man of Steel, uh, uh, BVS, Suicide Squad. Man, you know what Suicide Squad it should have been? And again, I think it's the, the creative, whoever's in the creative seat, whoever's fucking around in the sandbox, that should have been Assault on Arkham. 
Can you imagine making a Suicide Squad movie where the Suicide Squad is going after... They have a conflict with Batman in the movie? Mm Mm-hmm. Who who said no to that? Who, yeah, or who yeah. didn't be like, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this dumb shit where you're taking on um, Enchantress because she's kind of dumb. Why don't you take on Batman? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Even my son, uh, he hears us talk about Pantheon and stuff, you know, and he goes, Dad, if they would have went after Batman, okay, for whatever reason, like retool it. Don't give us Assault on Arkham, okay? Yeah. But retool it where, like, your main threat is Batman or Batman going after the Suicide Squad. Retool it like that. He goes, Dad, if they're going after Batman... That movie would have been Pantheon. Mm-hmm. It, I like most of the characters. Yeah. I like Will Smith as as Deadshot. Yeah, he doesn't do much. Yeah, but I, he's got a he's got a mm-hmm. vibe too. I like Will Smith, and he brings a little bit of cockiness yeah. to that movie. Mm-hmm. I think what's her name cast as Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is my honey. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think she is fantastic. She looks the part. I took a lot of shit. I think her casting is Pantheon, dude. <laughs> she looks. I love. I think she brings sex appeal. She brings. Uh, some insanity to that role. I think she is phenomenal, and it pisses me off. You know that it's like that. They should have been introduced in that in a completely different movie. Go after Batman in that movie, man. That would be badass. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's me going on a tangent. Um, so that's that's kind of my my polishing it all up here at the end. Um, I really want some good movies, man, because I'm missing mm-hmm. out on some good Batman movies, some good Superman movies. So hurry the fuck up. So what, what are our three H's? What are they? Heart. What humor, humor, heroics. heroics? Okay, so what you do? They keep saying that same question over at DC too. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> so <laughs> that is good. That is a template for Justice League. Uh-huh. Okay, because you can see those things in all the different characters, and you don't see it in other characters. Then those stem off into their own, uh, into their own movies. This, is what, this, is, this is what I think. Sorry, this is what I think they should do, and. It's cool because you're going to learn more about each of the, but that's what I think that those three things should always, you were talking about templates, that should always be for the Justice League because that's everybody together. That's where we can see all of that. And then we can see what's missing when people are by themselves and stuff. Like yeah, but and again, it doesn't mean that movie has to stick to those three. No, those characters no. do. Well, yeah. But if you have like a dark, chaotic world. But that's world. the whole thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing is like when everybody's together, we should have, because all the pieces of the puzzle yeah. are together. Those but are not three every character is going to have No, that's the beautiful yeah. thing yeah. of it yeah. is that you, you know, Flash is the heart. You know, like that, that um, and, and you know, you'll have different characters that'll oh. fit the roles. But when everybody's together, those should be the three things. But when they're all separate and stuff like that, then you've got to yeah. do your little, te- like do the thing where it's not a template. It just fits for what's going on. That's my... That's my two cents yeah. without a tangent. But you know what they're doing? Conflict, right? Mm-hmm. On paper, on screen, they're filming, and they're like, yo, hold up. We have to have Aquaman. Well, he needs to ride the Batmobile now because we need some humor. Yep. That's dog shit. I can dig it. <laughs> what do you think? Polish it all up. Polish this turn at the end here. What do you got? What do you want to see? Bring it all forward. I want to see more people than just Brian Steele and I at the theater for <laughs> uh, for the DC movie. So I... I well, made uh, fucking two hundred. Uh, <laughs> 872 million, so a lot of people win. Yeah, I mean, the, the more people big, you like, but they were all, <laughs> but they were, but they were all 12. <laughs> I want to see DC look at each individual character and give me a movie that says this is who this character is, not this is how this character can make me money. Uh-huh. That's what I want to see, and I think that they can do it. I think there's been little gems of it in Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel, but. It's sifting for gold, right? I just want a fucking gold nugget. No. And, and what's the dude's name right now on Walking Dead? What's his name? I always forget his name. But Norman I love Reedus? No, 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 no. Andrew the, Lincoln? No. The Jeffrey guy, D. Morgan? Jeffrey <laughs> D. Morgan. 
They need to cast that fucker right now. They need to get him on the dotted line. Daddy Batman? For Daddy Batman, dude. They need to put him in a... They need to make a Flashpoint movie tomorrow. Okay? <laughs> no, no, seriously. They need to get uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan in a Flashpoint movie as Batman. If they don't do that... Fuck them forever. Because <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, everyone's like, why Jeffrey Dean? Like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he's blinking you miss. He's Batman's dad in BVS. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you familiar? Obviously, you're probably familiar with Flashpoint, right? Yeah. What do you think, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman? Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea, but these aren't the conversations they're having over here. I know. Exactly. They're saying we made it $872 million. Don't change anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so frustrating because, dude, you see how giddy I am right now. Mm-hmm. Talking about Grant Gustin as Flash and Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman. This isn't your Brad Pitts and Tom Cruise's, okay? We can bring down the we budget. We got fucking Negan. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need it, dude. I just need you to think with your fucking brains yeah. and yeah. make a good movie with these guys. Because if you, I'm, I'm serious, if you don't make Jeffrey Dean Morgan Batman, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. All right. So last thing that I think DC needs to do, okay? See if you guys agree with me, is they need to listen to this podcast. Might be a decent idea. Yeah. I think that we've said some decent ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they subscribers? I think probably, so. I think, ben Aff- I think Ben Affleck is. Yeah. <laughs> he's drinking. He has emailed he's me a couple times about shit I've said. But yeah. he's, he's throwing down some fucking tequila. <laughs> They're right about it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> we will be right back with movie news. Welcome back to Movie News. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad. Ryan thought he would uh, show up tonight and chit-chat about cinema. Fuck things up. (laughs) Fuck things up. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, First thing I want to talk about is the New Mutants. Did you guys hear about this? The New Mutants is a full-fledged horror movie directed by Josh Boone. I don't know anything about Josh Boone. Um, he directed The Fault in Our Stars. Have you guys ever watched that? No. no. Yeah, so I, supposedly it's supposed to be a, a good movie, critically acclaimed. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys, take it or leave it tonight. Do you want New Mutants to be a horror-centered comic book movie? No. No? Not for X-Men. Okay. Would you want that? Um, like I was saying earlier in the podcast um, with uh, DC, if the movie calls for it... Sure. Awesome. Like, you look at Deadpool, you look at Logan, mm-hmm. rated R. They weren't horror movies, but, you know, they put uh, a different spin on it. You yeah. know, they, they, it wasn't all her- heroes, yeah. uh, heroics, humor, heart. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if, it, if it calls for it, I mean, there's some scary moments in the X-Men franchise when you're dealing with people with, you know, certain powers. Maybe if the horror came from us and not from them. Uh-huh. Like, does that make sense? The yeah. humanity is the horror. Like, I like how they're selling this. They're selling it as a Stephen King meets John Hughes. That sounds fun mm-hmm. within, within the X-Men universe. Um, and just a side note real quick, guys. Next year, we have New Mutants, Dark Phoenix, and Deadpool 2. That's all next year. So That's the impressive. X-Men future is pretty bright. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you want a horror-themed X-Men movie? I think I would have said no six months ago. But with the Legion TV show on FX, that was a, a lot darker um, oh, and yeah, kind of yeah. in the X-Men universe. And so I, I think that, you know, if they're talking to each other, if they're communicating about what this world is, I think it can work. 
but it is a risk. Um, so they've got to do we it right. we were just talking yeah. about, though. We were talking about risks for, risk, for yeah. like, DC, you know? And I think it, it depends on the story they're telling. But Fox this, is over here with the one movie fran- or with the one movie <laughs> world, yeah. and they're taking all of the... Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. I look, I, you know, uh, I wasn't a big fan of Apocalypse, uh, but I liked Logan, and I, I'm very optimistic about Dark Phoenix, um, Deadpool, you know, is yeah. whatever, but I think Ryan Reynolds is perfect as Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So I'm stoked for a Deadpool 2. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm all about this. I like the different approach that they're going. Like, I mean, if Dark Phoenix is starting off kind of like a space saga, mm-hmm. you know, and we have New Mutants as a horror film, Deadpool 2 as a radar comedy, I'm like, I'm getting a lot of different flavors that year. I like that. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm all for it. I mean, Fox has, they've got what? They've got the X-Men universe, and they've got Fantastic Four, and whatever's kind of attached to that. They don't have the kind of pool to draw from that Marvel does. So go for it. Hit go the different it. genres. I mean, get get what you can. Their, their universe is pretty big. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to limit yourself to trying to make the same kind of movies or find that one tone that works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do it. Yeah, I, you I, just I, missed our DC conversation. We said that the whole time where it's like, you know, um, I think it was Jeff John said, uh, heroics, humor, and heart mm-hmm. is DC universe moving forward. I'm like... I don't know if that's the case, man. It's like I never got pissed at DC for being too dark. It was just they're not very fun, and it's the stupid decisions they make in their movie. If you're if you're if your movie that you're making is calling for a dark script, mm-hmm. you know, then make it dark, you know. Yeah. Um, I, so I like what they're doing here. They're taking chances, man. I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm all for it. All right, guys. Um, any more comments, Seth? They have a rich universe, so they they have all of the. Uh... Um, or rich property that would actually be better. So I, I see. I feel like this is the right direction that they can hit very, a lot of genres. They you said don't have to just keep shoehorning it. There's going to be no costumes and no supervillains. So it sounds like a lot of personal conflict, mm-hmm. you know, in this. So yeah, I, I like that man because it seems like that maybe a, the, again a palate cleanser. What's you the know? TV show that's coming out? I think it's already out. Is that um, what is that? Is it gift? Is it not gifted? gifted. Is it gifted? gifted? What is gifted? that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just know it's the X-Men TV. No, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's didn't, dark. Didn't Brian it? Singer, didn't he direct the first episode of that or something? I think so, because they were trying to get, uh, like, what, James McAvoy, McAvoy yeah. and he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. But yeah. um, He's too busy doing movies with Charlize yeah. Theron. So. <laughs> All right, guys, this one came out of nowhere, okay? I'm not a kaiju fan, all right? But I want to be a kaiju fan, all right? Um, Godzilla didn't do it for me. Um, we just actually did a... Uh, the new Godzilla didn't do it for me, directed by Gareth um, Edwards. Mm-hmm. That didn't do it for me. We just did a King Kong versus Godzilla, old school, 1933, 1950s. That didn't do it for me. I respect that genre, where it, what it's done for the genre. Just, it doesn't tickle my fancy, all right? So I, I want to be a kaiju fan, though. Pacific Rim, I like the idea. Didn't like the movie. Um, Godzilla versus King Kong is going to be directed by a guy named Adam Wingard. So what it sounds like right now is I'm still not going to like a kaiju movie because uh, one of the worst movies of last year was The New Blair Witch. I could not stand that movie. Um, I don't know why they get this guy. Maybe it's a Marvel thing where you just kind of point and tell them to, to shoot the movie because I know it's being written by a writer's room. So I think there's going to be a lot of chiefs. So maybe he's just the guy you get kind of like um, for, uh, who directed Ant-Man, Ryan? Um, oh. Ant-Man. Peyton and then, Reed. Who? Peyton yeah, Reed. Yeah, Peyton Reed. He Jesus. directed Yes Man. 
You know, which is funny because yeah. it's the whole, yeah. you just go get a yes man, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he directed Jim Carrey's Yes Man. So is this the kind of thing where you just go get Adam Wingard and maybe he just knows how to hold a camera, shoot, and you just tell him what to do? Hey. I'm not excited about that. I think when you're looking at Gareth Edwards directing Godzilla and you look at Michael Daughtry is directing Godzilla King of Monsters, that's the guy from Trick or Treat. That all sounds fun. That's out of his wheelhouse, okay? But I know this guy can get geeky. He even worked on... Mm-hmm. Um, not Man of Steel, but um, the the one before that, the Brian Singer one, Superman Returns. Yeah, Superman Returns, which has you know some apologists, you know. Um, but he worked on that, so this guy can get geeky. I don't know why you're getting Adam Winger. Do you guys have anything to comment on this? Boo! Is it a strange? It's a strange decision, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It looks it, from what I from what I've seen with him, he's he's done some anthology stuff. Like he was he did some stuff for VHS and the ABCs of Death. Um, and who's that? Finished. Adam Winger? Winger. Okay, he did The Guest as well, didn't he? I, I'm not sure. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I did uh, Blair Witch, and then he just finished Death Note. So, okay. that's... For Netflix, right? That's pretty yeah. geeky, too. Yeah, I guess so. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and all kind of horror-centric, so I'm not really sure... Which, I mean, I can appreciate, you know, if you're going to kind of do horror-type stuff, although, I, I don't know. I don't know what it really means. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Marvel has a pretty... Marvel does pretty well with, with quote-unquote, guiding their people. I mean, you got Scott Derrickson, who makes total shit movies. And yeah. And Doctor Strange was pretty good. And, yeah, turned out and well. again, I mean, Ant-Man was pretty good, all things considered. I just don't know if these guys have that level of... Control yet. Control yet. Yeah, yeah they're just yeah. Marvel knows out. what they want. Yeah, and they had, you know, seven or eight years... You know, doing that before you know dealing with the Ant Man stuff. Yeah, so I true. mean, I don't know. I I'm completely uh, right in the middle. I don't. I'm not like worried about it. Did I'm you watch Blair ex- Witch? No. You'd be worried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, from you know, from what they've done so far with Godzilla and and Kong, I'm just like meh. Yeah. Whatever. I I don't see anything great coming out of it. It just sounds like it's going to be the same as all the other ones. So. I'm not excited, but... Yeah, and I want to be excited. I want them to tell me, like, George Miller's directing Godzilla vs. Kong or something I give a shit about, you know? Uh, Just because I really want to like a kaiju movie. So bad. I just... Nothing has, you know, has uh, entertained me. So what do you think about this? Why do we need this movie? I mean, I think it would be great to have a throwback to those kind of monster movies, right? But can you not create your own monster? If you're not good enough to create your own then are you good enough to direct this movie? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think we're living in an age where it's reboot, reboot, reboot. Yeah, yeah. And from a nostalgia standpoint, I'd like to see some of that, but I'd also like to see something new. Did you watch the new King Kong movie? Yeah, it was... Yeah, yeah. It, just, it was, it was um, a, a great weekend movie. Yeah. And that is it. You know, like, no character, you know, um, build up. There's nothing. The screenplay if I wasn't familiar just... with King Kong already, I, it, I yeah, would, exactly. it would be... It, uh, it, yeah, I wouldn't have liked it. Tom Hiddleston at all. completely wasted, mm. and he has the adventurer look. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, why would you waste this? It's not like he could be in a sequel because of the time jump. Yeah, I don't even know what they're doing with time jumps and everything. Because, yeah, I don't. I have no idea. But that's gonna be. That sounds like a hot mess. Um, I'm very curious. There's two franchises I'm really watching right now to see what they're doing, and it's the uh, the, the this monster verse here, and then the other monster verse, which has just been titled the Dark Universe. You know, I'm very curious uh, with the Mummy and the Wolfman and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now they're talking about The Rock being the Wolfman. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. 
Yeah, The Rock. And does this guy ever sleep? <laughs> I mean, this guy has like a thousand projects going. He's but, running for president. He's, <laughs> yeah, he, he's in Baywatch 10. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think of The Rock as the wolf man? Well, is he going to be the wolf man and not the normal guy? You don't Like, if yeah. he becomes The Rock, is The Rock going to be the wolf man uh, part? Because how, they just gotta see how much the bigger could he possibly yeah. get big? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. not much of a contrast there between yeah. the normal guy and the wolf man yeah, unless you yeah. really beef him up or something. It's funny that you look at all these old school actors that used to occupy those those roles like a Lon Chaney, you know, and the Bella Lugosi's, you know, and mm. and then you get like The Rock as the yeah. Wolfman. It sounds like horseshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need. That. I mean, you know, uh, um, who plays Bruce Banner right now? What's his fucking Mark name? Ruffalo? Thank yeah, you, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. I mean, come on, he looks like a wimp. Yeah, you know, there's that total, you know, Jekyll and Hyde contrast. Yeah, it works. And then you have Jekyll and Hyde, which we haven't seen Mr. Hyde yet from these previews for the Mummy, uh, yeah. but yeah. um, uh. Thank you. What the fuck is wrong with me today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russell okay. Crowe, I mean, don't get me wrong, he doesn't look like a total badass, but he doesn't look like a wimp either. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I'm we'll see. We'll see how this works. I just I, I can't see the rockets. Yeah. And the wolf man, yeah. And Johnny Depp is the invisible man. I can't see that. Well, if you don't see him. <laughs> you almost fell for it. You're like, well, you can't see him. Well, I, I said, well, if you don't see him, you're just going to hear him. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear him? Yeah. Yeah. Because you have yeah, Russell Crowe, Dr. Jekyll. You have Tom Cruise as, they haven't said yet, but I guarantee. You, you don't put Tom Cruise. See the Cruise, mummy? No. Is he, <laughs> is he, does he have a mummy? Uh, <laughs> what, was, uh, what was his name in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? What was the, what was, uh. Fucking, uh, the, gosh darn it. Well, I can't, now Sean Connery's character. Is that who Tom Cruise oh. is? Tom, um, Sean Connery. Who's in, that? In <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I brought the amnesia with me. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to shut up. Put this, put this down. I'm, I'm going to say, you don't put Tom Cruise in your movie when you have like, you know, say Van Helsing, you know, uh, uh, I just said it. Uh, Tom Cruise, I bet you anything will be Van Helsing. How? How, how not? I'd be all right with that, though. He, he, he will. You just don't put Tom Cruise in and ax him. He's going to have to be somewhat important. And you have, because you already have um, Dr. Jekyll, you have um, Invisible Man, all these people. You're going to have to have someone go yeah. after all of them, and he's anchoring your franchise. I promise you. Because he's even, he dies in that fucking, that airplane crash. <laughs> when he's like, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the airplane audio footage from The Mummy. It's fucking hilarious. It also but, is when all the rats are on him. He screams yeah. that exact same <laughs> scream. Yeah. He's, he's, he's dead. He's not The Mummy. He's not Dracula. Okay? At least, I don't think so. I bet you anything, he will be Van Helsing. You don't think he's Dorian Gray? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think about The Rock as... I mean, I, I agree. Like, why would he even need to become the wolf man? I, would, <laughs> I think the rock could beat a wolf man. <laughs> Give him the rock bottom. <laughs> I don't want to see a movie called The Mummy without Brendan Fraser anyway, yeah. so... Yeah. A fucking men. <laughs> and I don't care if he lost all his hair or not. Did you see that? Did you see that post that I put where Which it's like, one? this would be the perfect mummy movie in 2017 where... Uh, Tom Cruise finds the sarcophagus, opens it up, and Brendan Fraser just shoots him in the oh, head. Man. And then the woman's like, well, where did you come from? He goes, it's kind of a long story. You just <laughs> watch The Mummy from 2009. Yeah. And he just goes, that's kind of how it happened. Have you seen pictures of Brendan Fraser lately? I don't give a damn. Yeah, look, all right? Show me pictures. I don't give a no, damn. You, you can to. make him better. Do I know what he looks like. 
he you looks, can make it better. Dude, Give looks, him a wig. Exactly. God. Have you seen him lately, Ryan? No. I can't believe it. You could have transformations. You could bring him back. Yeah, but he looks like a warm pile of dog shit. Well, it's because he's not worked in a while. Exactly. You need the money to look good. Exactly. Oh, shit. You know? Is, not, is he the mummy? <laughs> I can't he might be. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, he went he went downhill hard. <laughs> Picture down below. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at one where he's got like no hair. <laughs> look at like worse, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> look at that one. There you go. Look at that. Look at that one. Oh man, he looks <laughs> oh, like he looks man. like Tim Roth. <laughs> <laughs> man, he looks like he just went. Well, Down whatever. on an Arlon robot. But he could play Ra's al Ghul. I mean, yeah. look at him. That's, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Look at that. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> I know. I'm no, pretty sure that's Photoshop. Exactly. Jeez. <laughs> anyway. New topic. Okay, okay. Real quick. Take it. Okay. Take it now. Okay. <laughs> Which one are you going to take? Dark Universe or the Monster yeah, of Kaiju? I, I long to hear that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. What was, you, what was your question? The Monsterverse? The Kaijuverse, whatever okay. we're calling that. Yeah. Or the Dark Universe. You have to watch. You have to go to one of them. Dark Universe. Dark Universe? Yeah. Okay, you're going with the Wolfman? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Seth is thinking long and hard. Kaiju. The Kaijuverse? Yeah. Where are you going? Dark. I think I'm going kaiju too. Yeah, this oh, is just man. too many. Yeah, split, split. table <laughs> tag team. Oh my he, doesn't, God. he doesn't like any kaiju movies. No, he's picking them up. Them God, God damn it! Next year I will like one of them. <laughs> he's determined. There's hope. There's a- <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Um, they're doing a new take on Halloween. Have you guys heard about this? Mm-mm. So next year um, is going to be uh, pushed out by Blumhouse, which is killing it right now. I mean, they did uh, Get Out, Split, Paranormal Activity, uh, the Belco Experiment, per- any horror film almost that comes out <laughs> is through Blumhouse. Um, it's more of a it's described as more of a continuation of John Carpenter's original vision than a full on reboot of the series. So do you think that this Halloween movie, written by Danny McBride, and they're supposed to be really getting into you know, the, uh, what makes Michael Myers tick. So it's not going to be like you say Danny McBride and a lot of people automatically go dick jokes and Seth Rogen and all this, but they're supposed to really be getting into John Carpenter's, you know, original, uh, uh, vision of that film. Do you think this might potentially start a resurgence, um, in the, in the horror, in the horror films with horror films? But maybe a resurgence in like the 80s slasher flick. I was yeah. going to say that there's still plenty of interesting horror movie ideas that are coming out this year it just uh um but uh but yeah maybe an 80s slasher i hope that they don't go too much into michael myers because that was the problem with the the remakes i mean i think what makes the horror movie scary is like you don't know yeah yeah what the fuck is his motivation um because if you can figure him out then you can you humanize yeah him. you yeah. can save yourself or, or whatever but if, if you don't know why he's after you that's what we said about when we reviewed the Alien Covenant, you know? Um, I was like, Alien, it's right there in the title. Alien. I don't need to know where it came from. I don't need to know what makes what makes it tick. I don't need to know how it evolved. It's a fucking alien. It's not supposed to be here, and we need to kill it. You know, I don't need all the mythos when it comes to um, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, you know, um, uh, Jason Voorhees. I just know that this guy is chasing me with a machete, and I have to kill it. So, yeah, I hope that, especially with continuing um, John Carpenter's original vision, I hope that it's more like a, a Halloween 3 or Halloween 2.5. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of Halloween 2. 
You know, I think Halloween 1 and 2 are great. Uh, but I was looking back, Halloween, when it came out in 2007, um, there was remakes of Friday the 13th in 2009 and Nightmare on Elm Street in 2010. And right now, man, we have Bates Motel, Scream Queen, Scream on TV. So I think it's it's ripe for a resurgence. And I'm that guy, man. I really want to see another Jason movie. I really want to see another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So I hope that this really done opens. Right. Done right. Yeah, because the last Nightmare on Elm Street sucked. Actually, all those that I just mentioned that came out in the last five to ten years all sucked. I haven't liked one of them. So I really hope that we can have a resurgence but get into the original visions. What do you what do you think, Seth? Well, I think that there's things that are that you can there's things that you can like about this, but I think on a whole they kind of suck. If that makes sense, that like I liked some of the um, uh, of the new Nightmare on Elm Street because Freddy's my favorite. Then I think the problem was that he didn't put Robert England in the movie. That uh, Jackie Haley did a fine job, but he looks stupid. Yeah, if that makes sense. And then I thought the new Jason looked really cool. But his movie was just okay because it was just a rehashing of like, oh, some kids go back to Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. And one of them's the supernatural guy. So it's like, why can't he fight Jason? He's fighting angels. Yeah. When it comes, like Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street, man, like no one can replace Robert England. Robert mm-hmm. England's in his 60s, maybe even close to 70 right now. And I still say put makeup on him and, and let, let him, him go. Do, let him go, man. Him, he looks the same. I mean. <laughs> yeah, he does. He really does. He looks healthy, too. Like, yeah. I, I bet he. Yeah, he could definitely do a couple more Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I just want, you know... I Brad Dorf's doing another Child's Play movie right now. Should be out this year on VOD, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, yeah, get these guys back, man. Kane Hodder, he goes to conventions all the time, and he wants to come back for Jason, you know, Jason Voorhees. He's doing a documentary right now, like his life, you know, and, and all the movies that he's been in. So get Kane Hodder back for a Jason movie, man. Um, let's have a resurgence. I think it's, it's, it's right for it. And it would feel fresh, I think. You know, when was the last time you went to go see a good Halloween movie? Rob Zombie's Halloween movie, man. It's torture porn. That's not my thing. You know, I like the campy. When I'm going to see, like, Alien Covenant had a lot of horror tropes and a lot of philosophy. I don't want, I don't like really like horror tropes or philosophy in my Alien movie. Like, I don't think even Aliens, it's straight away from a lot of horror tropes, you know? A lot of tropes in general. Um, but when I'm going to see a Jason or Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween, show me some fun horror tropes, man. Really embrace the culture. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm I'm really interested in, in this new Halloween. I mean, I, it normally doesn't really mean much when the creator comes in and is like, yeah. yeah, I fully support it. I think it's a great idea. It's going to be great. Because they always say that. Yeah. Um, but Carpenter's recently talked about a lot of the things that he didn't like with what they did before, like trying to explain too much and just that Michael Myers is just this force of yeah. nature. This mm-hmm. You know, and so when he, when he says that these two get it, I'm hoping that I can trust him on that and that they're not going to dig, you know, too far into it. And if they can do that, then, you know, I, I'm all for it. Halloween's not like near and dear to my heart. It is one of my favorite horror movies. The yeah. first one is. And actually the second one, I like the second one. Yeah, if I watch one, I watch two right afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's the same night. It's the continuation of that night. Yeah. It's hard not to watch two. But, you know, I, I, I'm i not overly excited, but I'm, I'm really optimistic, though. Yeah. You know, I, I also, I like um, when you get these comedians and they come, or like people going against type, um, yeah. they're writing stuff just, just because it's, it's a wild card. You never know. I mean, they may suck, but then it may be really good yeah. when people break off of what they've done. Cause you know, I mean, actors and writers, they're, they're actors and writers. They don't just do the one thing they've been, you know, a lot of times they train and practice and all this other stuff. So you know, it's you funny know. you say that. Um, another one of my like kind of like go tos, and I've said this a lot, um, 
is take someone out of their genre and put them in a different genre, and you could have a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Pill proves my point. Um, like, get out. He's a comedic director. He's a comedic. He does a lot of skits. And then Jordan Pill goes off and does Get Out. It, it definitely backs up what I've always been saying. You take Danny McBride, you take him out of you know his norm, and he's super excited and he loves the Halloween franchise. Um, he's not going to make Sausage Party, you know, the Halloween version, you know, Halloween version of Sausage Party. Um, I think he's going to you know crank out something really good. So this comes out next year, um, October nineteenth. And again, thank you. I just re- recognize that. Uh, it comes out that. around Halloween. Yeah. When was the last time a good horror yeah. movie comes out around Halloween? What's they don't do that, that ever. Why, why don't they do that? I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So you excited about this then? I think it could be good. I think it's got a lot of potential. I think we need something. But but like we said, I I don't I don't need a whole backstory. Yeah. I I mean that's what made it exciting in the first place. Is Jamie Lee Curtis was like, yeah, I had a brother and he was fucked up and. Now it's been 20 years or whatever. He's probably more fucked up now. Yeah. You know, you know when Halloween started sucking? Is when they started explaining, like, you know, the uh, uh, astronomy. And it was like the curse <laughs> of Michael like, Myers. And that, when the stars align, he becomes evil. Was that three or uh, No, because three, no, was, 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 three was Curse of the Witch yeah. or whatever. And he's not even in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like There's computer chip masks <laughs> that, like, take people over. <laughs> it's like four or five where it's I mean, like... Four's four. the one where he's in the car. That's the, I always, yeah. always okay. friggin' turn that on. I always turn on well, TV. Fuck, and it's always that scene where he's in the car. And I'm like, this is really dumb. Well, how do we want he's driving the car? Yeah, in four he's driving the car. Is he driving the car in four, too? Like, Maybe you'll be a NASCAR driver. <laughs> so ridiculous. His backstory is a NASCAR crash. He's a failed NASCAR driver. <laughs> I, put up a, I put up a meme not too long ago. It's like uh, I want to know. I want to cast the guy who was supposed to you know teach drivers ed to Michael Myers. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, see if you guys give a shit about this. I always give shit to this, but. Right, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Pandora, the world of Avatar, uh, <laughs> located in the Animal Kingdom Park in the Walt Disney World Resort, opened this week. Okay, the main attractions of the park are the two rides, two rides, okay, <laughs> Avatar Flight of Passage mm-hmm. and the Navi River Journey. I guess at the end of the river journey, you have an animatronic Navi shaman uh, singing songs greeting you at the end of your ride. Do you give a shit? I do give a do shit. Do you? I do. Oh, I you know, expecting this. I want to go on that fucking river ride. The other one I don't give a fuck about. But, but, the Navi river but, ride? The, yeah, the Navi river. I don't, I'll I take don't, you to fucking Indiana Beach. He's going to get me high and put me in the river. <laughs> we'll watch Fern Girl before we go. <laughs> no, and it just, be, just because this is... And uh, um, until Seth, Star Wars, <laughs> until Star Wars world comes out or whatever, this is going to be the height of Imagineering. So that shit is amazing to me. Yeah. I love what they do, and for what it's worth, I hate Avatar, and but I love that fucking <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, college dorm room fucking poster nighttime world that they've got, uh, and that's what this whole ride is. It's just neon glowy shit everywhere yeah. and I just I think I think it'll be a nice fucking ride I don't care about the world uh, but I want to see the ride I will I will guarantee that's it there's aesthetic high, only I, I think yeah. that shit is cool as fuck there's some high tech stuff there for sure this yeah. is James Cameron's Walt Disney I bet it's probably yeah. one of the most advanced parks but when I walk through that door and I see a creepy fucking Navi shaman singing songs to me and then I see yeah. Fern Gully I don't care. I, I'm with you. I understand. I understand. But. That stuff sucks. I. You know what? What's crazy is 
that's a lot of money to be putting into something where because the fan base is there kind of it's, there's the fan base isn't anywhere near Marvel DC Star Wars okay and what if the new avatars come out and they, <laughs> and they bomb. suck yeah that park is getting shut the fuck down what do you think Seth Pass. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to meet a Navi? You want to get like a... Can you imagine the merchandise you can get from there? Like after you take your river ride? I'm surprised you didn't go, Seth, do you want to put your hair in another Navi or whatever? Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't... Do we have hair sex? Yeah, hair sex, yeah. That's all I want. I want to have hair sex. <laughs> the first time that Navi... my pterodactyl with my hair sex. <laughs> that first time Sam Worthington as a Navi takes his tail and wraps it into the dragon's tail and they start flying, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what do you think? You want to go on a river ride with Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sing to you. <laughs> First off, the the movie was a rip off of Pocahontas. I think we've talked about uh, that. Dancing with Wolves, wasn't it? Yeah, both I mean, them. both of them. <laughs> Slash Samurai. Secondly, Slash. it's not held up well. I don't know if you've watched it no. recently, but that top of the line, like CG, looks like <laughs> shit now. Third of off, it's been. 600 years since the last movie. I mean, James Cameron, when that movie came out, he's like, I'm, I'm 100% working on the world of Avatar now, nothing else. What have you been doing? That The next movie should have been in two years, yeah. uh, three years at most. Can you imagine and, if that's your jam? If that's your jam, was Avatar 1? If, if I've been... Oh, they're out there. I know it. Oh, if you've oh, been waiting for Avatar for 2... All the time, <laughs> Do you have any Avatar games? No. No Avatar The whole fan games. base is dying. Not like dying off like I'm not interested anymore. Like they like literally, literally have aged out. Is, yeah. is, is there an Avatar... <laughs> They're in nursing homes. Is there an Avatar board game? No. It's like Nav- Navi Candyland or some shit. Monopoly. Navi Monopoly. Actually, that's Navi Monopoly. Dude, I don't give a shit. Uh, my One of my l- nice little dark secrets is like... I tried to figure out, like, for the longest time, if I remember this, oh, yeah. if I liked Avatar. Yeah. Because I'm like, I think that's what it molded I me as too. a critic. It molded me as a critic because I was like, I have to be missing something. What am I missing? <laughs> People love this shit. Yeah, you're supposed to like it. But. <laughs> I felt like I was, for the longest time, for like, I think it was like two years after it came out, I went, I bought it. And I was like, I put it in the player, and I'm like, I'm going to like this shit. Because I'm in the know, okay? And I'm like, this shit sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. And so then fucking yep. sticking your dick in the tail dragon. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, the only good thing about it is it was actually filmed in 3D. Yeah. And when you go to a 3D movie and it was actually filmed in 3D, it looks fucking amazing. And I think that that movie and one of the Resident Evil movies are the only two I've seen that were actually filmed in 3D and not just, like, converted. And there's a big fucking difference. Like, but... I'm, I mean, I, I need a story, and I need, like, yeah. not dicks to go into dragons. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. And Sam Worthington, he, I think he sucks well, in you, everything I've seen. Can you find a more boring leading man I would, I would than say, Sam Worthington? I would say Jai Courtney before Suicide Squad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah. Jai Courtney sucked in Terminator. He sucked in everything. And somehow, he no. pulled it off in Suicide. I like him as Captain Boomerang, but no. fuck Jai Courtney. And Sam Worthington just have a fucking sex and just have a generic. A generic Maybe they'll get Brendan Fraser for the next one. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would work. He'd just be blue. <laughs> he looks dead anyway. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into the adult toy industry. All right. 
So, it's <laughs> natural. 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 Okay, I love this, this transition. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Speaking <laughs> of dicks and dragons. Yeah, exactly. there we go. Thank you. Segway. Except I saved it for the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's it goes with our theme here. All right. Adult toy brand, Geeky Sex Toys. Ah, okay. All right, yeah, you know. Way to connect, yeah. buddy. Oh, I'm there. I'm okay. <laughs> I subscribe. Oh, hit me up, Brad. Show my soul at my twat. All right. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, Geeky Sex Toys recently released a line of Guardians of the Galaxy-themed sex toys. While I'm reading this, can you pull up a video? Uh, okay. Yeah, just don't, <laughs> just don't let your mom... Search your phone, okay, for your history. Uh, but geeky sex, Guardians of the Galaxy themed sex toys that you can shove in your ass. Google that. Right. Mode. So if you've ever felt sexually attracted to Star-Lord or even to Groot or Rocket Raccoon, then prepare to have your wildest dreams come true. The collection aptly named Orgasms of the Galaxy includes a Groot-inspired butt plug um, and dildo, Star-Lord and Yondu vibrators, and a Rocket Raccoon butt plug, which the company's website promises is sure to rocket your playtime to another galaxy. No Drax? There's also a Drax the Destroyer dildo. I was about to say, he's <laughs> called the Destroyer. <laughs> a beastly dildo from another planet. Let me see this. Okay, hang on. And Gamora and Nebula fleshlights. All right, all toys range from 50 to 99, but that's not bad. If you're looking for a fantasy, or you're looking for a good butt plug, I think that's... it's. And some Guardians of the Galaxy memorabilia. Yeah, exactly. Two birds, one stone. Exactly. Put it up on the shelf. Did Marvel really sign off on this? Oh, yeah. And are available... (laughs) They're available online at geekysextoys.com. Like, uh, what's the lady's name who plays... uh, Okay, Dave, Gamora. Who plays Gamora? Uh, Zoe. Zoe She's also a Navi. Yeah. That'd be awesome to take her, like... So they could do a green one and a blue one. Exactly. (laughs) That'd be awesome to take her, like, a Gamora dildo. Have her sign it at a, at a con or, or something. Or a dildo. Or a Drax the Destroyer butt plug. I don't know. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. How are they not getting sued, though? That's, That's my question. Understand. But have you guys ever had a Gamora fantasy? No. You, Brad? No, actually. I'm not telling. <laughs> That's a yes. No. Yeah, that's a yes. <laughs> How about, like, a, a Black Black Widow fantasy? You know, like, I've had some Black Widow fantasies. But that would that would fit perfectly in my keister. <laughs> no, Sorry. a black black widow, a black widow dildo. Say that ten times fast. Black widow dildo, black widow dildo, black widow. I can't. I can give like six out. I don't know. Are you excited about this, Jeremy? Super excited. Actually, <laughs> it's actually my Kickstarter. So if you can... <laughs> no, I don't think. I think if you want one of these, you're going to have to buy them fast because surely Marvel's going to sue the shit out of <laughs> I mean, Can you play a video? Dude, it's, 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 it's long, so we only uh, want to play a beginning. But it's, you know, it's, 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 it's this guy dancing to the uh, the song from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 or 2. Play this real quick. Yeah, on, it is so funny because he like, shows you the sex toys. We'll only show a clip of it real quick. He's got a helmet. Star-Lord helmet. Oh, he's dressed like Star-Lord. He's got Star Lord's jacket on. Good God! This dude is just dancing around the dildos, dressed as Star Lord. This guy is pumped about selling sex toys. He's not interacting with the dildos. That dude does that's, look. That's I, my big complaint about the commercial. I will say, 
that that looks stupid. But that what was the other one? Was that like the? I don't uh, know. There was that the Drax dildo? I think so. Dicks. 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 The dildo. <laughs> root and mini root. Yeah. Like, yeah, can you show to... me the picture one more time? Like, yeah, I think sure. it looks like a quality product. It does. If that's what you're into. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my problem, though. So they have they have Gamora and Nebula um, flashlights. Flashlights, but. What's a flashlight, what's, what's, Ryan? If, if there's any twelve-year-olds from um, Jerk Offistan, it's basically a long. It's like a cylindrical. It's a tube uh-huh. with a fake vagina on the end of it that you can put your wiener in. And uh, so it's not like a around. flashlight. It's not like a flashlight. You hold it like a flashlight, but you, but you don't thinking? use it like a flashlight. Okay. It's, <laughs> look at this. Don't you think that's a quality product? Look at that. It, it is looks, that the Drax dildo? The Drax, the in, in the in the back there, the red, the reddish one. I don't quite understand because he's not red. The Groot dildo is pretty badass. Groot dildo is pretty badass. Just the, like the little Groot. mini Groot butt plug down there, just looks kind of like a mushroom. Yeah, but, I don't you know. like that. If I was gonna buy, okay, if you're gonna buy one, I, which one would you buy? Which one would I buy? Shit, I'm going with the Groot dildo. Which one? The butt plug or no, the, the dildo? Big one. The big that one. Looks cool. I'll put that on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Right next know. to the Terminator head. Yeah. Star the Thor hammer. I don't know. The rocket butt plug is pretty nice. The butt <laughs> plug with the raccoon tail on the end. So when it's in your ass, you look like a raccoon, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Well, you have to pick one, Seth. Oh, they're all in my cart. <laughs> you just no, bought the company. Yep, they're all there. Which one are you going with, Jeremy? Uh, whatever's the most expensive, because I think the value is going to go up, right? <laughs> It's, it's an investment piece. Yes. You know? <laughs> well, I'd take the Gamora one because eventually if they introduce She-Hulk, then I can also double up on that. Yeah. Would you put your penis in the Gamora fleshlight? No, probably not. <laughs> you got to keep it in the box for resale value. <laughs> See, that's, I mean, I'll throw my penis on the box. <laughs> they got this one for Nebula, but I mean, who's to say it's not Yondu? He's yeah. blue. So that's kind of weird. What's her sister's name? Nebula. It's yeah, no, yeah. So, so you're amnesia. God damn it. Watch you're a am- damn movie, bro. What's Guardians of the Galaxy? These sex toys are badass. <laughs> Orgasms of the Galaxy. I wonder if they just sell posters. I, now I want two shirts. I want an Arlon Robotics shirt that says Making Futures Fucking A. <laughs> and then I want an Orgasms of the Galaxy shirt. Uh, we won't stay on the Arlon Robotics, Seth, but have you seen Arlon Robotics? Mm-mm. We did a whole podcast. They make sex robots that will suck your dick. Oh, I've got a couple of them. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. All right, so from my... Like, my basement. <laughs> it, it looks That's like, the company? It looks like it, it's a stool that you throw a jacket on and a wig and it just sucks your dick, but afterwards you can sit on it. Okay. It's kind of cool. It's ingenious, actually. Actually, it's kind of cool. It's not Tesla or anything, but it'll suck your dick. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. You can see that Tesla buys Arlen Robotics. <laughs> and Orgasms of the Galaxy, GeekySexToys.com. The best batteries. And- yep. <laughs> all right, guys. For my last bit of news, all right, um, a Texas man sues a woman for texting too much while on a date. Have you, did you hear about this, right? Yes. Did you hear about this? No. Jeremy? No. Okay, so... <laughs> The pair, all right, met up on May 6th when they drove to a local movie theater to see the recently released movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He stuck Drax the Destroyer in her... (laughs) So they went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and that's when things started going horribly wrong. According to the plaintiff, 37-year-old Brandon Vesmar, the plaintiff alleges his date, a 35-year-old woman, began texting on her phone 15 minutes into the fucking movie, all right? The lawsuit claims she turned her phone screen on at least 10 
to 20 times in 15 minutes to read and send text messages. Okay, so just let's stop right there real quick. How would you feel at this point, Seth? You're, you're with this date and you're, I know you. You're fucking pumped about this Gardens of the Galaxy, dude. He's probably got his own podcast, right? And you're pumped. And she just starts lighting up her phone, just shooting texts. And dude, you like the beginning of Guardians, right? Yeah. Fucking Groot dancing around. No, you, I didn't like that. You didn't like that? Okay. No. Well, fuck. What about you, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, and I would have been pissed. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you, um, this is what I would have done right here. All right, so you're holding it. You're texting away. And I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I just took the phone straight from my hand. <laughs> I was selling my Watch house. Watch the tree. <laughs> I'll tell you, I was selling my house when Sisters came out, that movie. And so I was like, I got to get out of my house because somebody's like, what? you know. So I went and saw Sisters. And this lady next to me was doing the same thing. She's on her phone. I don't even know her. And I turned and I said, you're ruining the fucking movie for me. Yeah. If it was my date and I like am responsible this is for that first 10 person, minutes of Wonder Woman. Yeah. I, I, she, we wouldn't have this, <laughs> we wouldn't have this trial because she'd be dead. <laughs> Would you be pissed if you had her right there? Yeah. Well, what happened? Well, she's it's right here. She's texting. <laughs> I'm gonna do my best Kathy Griffin impression on Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody head. <laughs> Bloody head. Would you be pissed? Yeah, First I'd be day? pissed. I'd be pissed. Cause you're big Guardians. You're a big MCU guy. Yeah. Well, just, Guardians. well, I would just. Look, I'm, I'm a pussy. I would just be sad because I'd be like, clearly, clearly <laughs> this person has you zero interest in time hanging out with me. So I would just be sad. That would just be sad. It's pathetic. God I'd, damn it. I'd be we like, don't have anything well, in common. Well, fuck, this isn't going to work out. So You know, that's almost like me, but I'd be fuming, but I probably wouldn't say anything. I probably wouldn't God. say anything, but I'd be like, I'd well, be like the whole movie would just red in my eyes. Like, it'd be just like fucking the whole movie. Guardians would just be red. And I'd just be like, God, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say anything. Maybe I'd like go out to get popcorn and then like just tell not the usher daughter. <laughs> I'd probably give her the look. The look There's like, this crazy lady on her phone in there. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd, I'd, I'd actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? I, I would do that. I would, I would probably you would you be that. coming back and going, where are you going? Oh, well, yeah, I need yeah. to see this. Yeah, it's a great date. Yeah. 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 So it was a it was a kind of first date from hell. The plaintiff said, "This is like one of those one of my biggest pet peeves is people on their phone in the theater." The plaintiff claims that he asked his date to refrain from texting during the movie, but she continued despite his pleas. After he suggested, she walked outside the theater to finish her conversation. He says she left in her car, leaving him stranded at the movie theater. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on real quick. Yeah. Bro. She drove him to the theater? Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, we've all been in a position where we didn't have a car. No, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so according to the woman, the plaintiff texted uh, her... Let's see. According to the woman, the plaintiff texted her several days later asking her to pay him back $17.31, the cost of two movie tickets, but she refused. Uh, he took me on a date, she insisted. She is seeking a protective order against the plaintiff. Not really. Really. No, really. <laughs> she is seeking a protective order against the plaintiff who said that she has been contacting her little sister asking to be paid back for the tickets. Wow. <laughs> So I I don't know I kind of see where he's going but it's petty as shit. <laughs> oh yeah it's yeah extreme. this this guy's a this guy's a major loser. Hey, but, could you imagine like, the, what if he wins? He did. Well, he didn't win. She draw, she paid him. The did she pay him? No, she paid him. The okay. seventeen dollars. Yep. Well, because he, he does have. Okay, if you want to break well, it down to brass tacks, let's talk brass tacks. Okay, 
The plaintiff alleges in the lawsuit that the woman's texting was in direct violation of the theater's policy uh, yeah. and that it harmed the viewing experience for the other patrons around her, including him. I mean, yeah, he, he went for yeah. the minimum amount. Just him and her. Yeah, he didn't ask for popcorn. He didn't, it wasn't, you know. soda. Or even, <laughs> no yeah, mental damages. How you know, much are you yeah. future yeah. dating? Emotional damages. Because exactly. yeah. Yeah. nobody's going to date this fucker again. <laughs> no. <laughs> he sued no. his last, you know, last person I took on a date, I yeah. took him to court, you know. <laughs> the woman yeah. believes the incident is being blown out of proportion. I, All right. I agree. I'm not a bad woman, she said. Just I just a, went out on a date. Well, you clearly yeah. don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> no so. shit. Not seen the first she's, one, probably. Yeah, exactly. She's not going to be buying probably, no sex toys. <laughs> she's, a, she's a bad date. I'm pretty sure he's a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's probably more to this story that hasn't been out yet. Like, he's like, hey, you know, hey. they sit down. Okay, and they're watching the, the the trailers are on. He's like, "Do you like Marvel movies? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you like this? Is a fun trailer, right? Hey, after the movie, would you think we can go back to your my house and you can blow me? And then the movie comes on, and she's like texting. She's her, probably her, like her dad. Please get me, get me the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy wants me to blow him after Guardians. <laughs> texting her best friend. Like, what should I do? Get the fuck in your car <laughs> and leave now. Yeah, probably blow me. I'm gonna sue you if you don't. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's all I had. Is there any movie news you want to share before we get into trailer talk? I mean, the only interesting thing that marketing from Disney is now stating that it is no longer considered to be Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. It is now Rey's oh, lightsaber, yeah. which frustrates me to no end. But whatever. It's, so it's just a marketing thing. Yeah, it's a marketing thing. So it they're is, just calling it... It is Rey's lightsaber. Hmm. All the toys will be Rey's lightsaber. It is not Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. What do you think of that marketing trick? Well, I mean, I think you've got to do it. She uh, built it? It's not hers. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But were we marketing it as Anakin's lightsaber when the first three came out? No, because we didn't even know who the fuck Anakin was. It was oh. your father's lightsaber. He wanted you to have it when you were old enough. And as clumsy as random as a blaster. <laughs> so, so did the box say your father's lightsaber? Or did it say Luke's fucking lightsaber? Or did it say Kmart? Go back to 1970 right now and tell me. <laughs> what do you think of this cheap cheap trick? from? I think... I think it's Ray's. Yeah. It's Ray's now. Fuck it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't build my Toyota. It doesn't mean it's not mine. It fucking belongs to me. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> Fair enough. Whatever. All right, I'm guys. Down. I don't give a shit. Um, I love Star Wars. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, Snoke's not human. He's not human? No, officially. Okay. He's not human. How'd that so. come out? Did you see the little Lego minifigure? Oh, this is like kind oh, of yeah. spoilery. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's some Lego minifigure. He looks pretty normal. He's not he's huge. Just, he's like in a robe. Yeah, he's like just a like dude. a like a Jedi type yeah. of so he's, thingy. You say but, he's not human? Yeah, and it it was one of the guys from the story group. One of the so he's big, not Boba head, Fett. He's not a guys. Yeah, and it's because it's in the novelization. Wow. Of oh, they're claiming that he's. They said they said that there's a line in the novelization of Force Awakens talking about the hologram. It says humanoid. He's sitting on a. Throne. Whatever, blah blah blah. He looks humanoid, but is not human. And he's like, "Look, we wrote it in the novelization. It's canon. Oh. It's done. He's not human." So, so that it. takes a lot of some of the theories out then of him being, you know, um, yep. so Darth. Well, Darth Plagueis, he wasn't. He's a mun. Yeah. So that so, that could that could work. Who knows? But, but he's not Boba Fett. Could be Jar Jar still. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good point. <laughs> 
Alright, so uh, some trailer talk real quick. District 9 creator Neil Blomkamp has started an experimental film company called Oat Studios that will start streaming its short films soon. They just released their first teaser trailer. What do you guys think of that? Take it or leave it. Neil Blomkamp. What are you thinking, Ryan? Take it. 100%, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it looks cool as shit. And um, it looks like uh, a lot of, again, effects heavy stuff. That's what Neil Blomkamp does. I wouldn't be surprised at all if beyond... Um, being a, a vehicle to perhaps jumpstart some full feature length films that they also spin off and start doing VFX work. Yeah, these are tests, aren't they, for, for potential f- films? Yeah, it's it's one of the things that he's like, you know, if it takes off, then some of these shorts could become films. Hopefully they will. It's the idea. I like but that idea. Have you seen, have you heard the other shit he's going to do, though? Uh, they planned at least for a season one of this. They're going to, okay, so it's all going to be free. Uh, except maybe one or two pieces of paid content. They're actually working with Steam, the uh, PC video okay, game yeah, yeah. store, for some of this. Um, but it's all going to be free for at least season one. It's just, again, experiment. See what works, how do you market it, That's what such a good idea. do. But he's going to... They're talking about releasing the raw footage that they use, the models, the like Maya 3D models. Huh. So you can do your own So things. you can fuck around with the stuff that they've made. I mean, like... Hey, here's what we made, and here's all the shit that we made it with. Have at it, guys. Oh, huh, interesting. Like it's crazy shit mm. that I've never heard of before. So I'm all about it. Yeah. I mean, I I hope that Neil Baumkamp can get back doing some of these smaller things. And that's how he started out with, uh, <laughs> you know, live from Johannesburg and Yellow. And yellow and, and yeah. And here's the other funny thing though is that uh, you know he was gonna direct an Alien movie. Yeah, Alien and, 5, which I'm still a big supporter of. And um, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Sigourney Weaver in one of these shorts? I believe that I'm I not heard, for sure. I either. believe that I heard that. But either way, I would not be surprised at all yeah. if we see a bunch of remnants from shit that he was going to do for Alien yep. in these shorts, much like District 9 became the bastard Halo movie. Yeah, <laughs> that, seriously. You know? yeah. But that was also his best movie. Yeah. So yeah. Um, here's hoping that this is... Uh, jumpstart something really fucking awesome because yeah. I want to see him in top form. I'm a, I'm a Neil Plom, Blomkamp apologist. Like, um, Chappie sucked, but uh, I think uh, District 9 is fantastic, and I think Elysium, you know, it, it has its moments. I like Elysium. If you're like, yeah. hey, we're watching Elysium, I'm like, I'm down with it, man. Um, yeah, I think that that was also a lot of Halo stuff that got leaked into yeah. Elysium. I mean, look at the... Oh, look man, at the plant Elysium. The, you know, the Elysium yeah, oh, yeah it looks just like it. I mean, though, so, yeah, I hope that this is going to be, like... Some of this is his Alien 5. I'm a big supporter of his... Like, I just came off Alien Covenant. Couldn't... Not a fan. Probably three out of five stars. Mm. That was good. I'm not thrilled to watch it again. But Alien 5, he had some really good ideas for that, man. And a lot of people, they just... They didn't want it. They wanted to go with this Prometheus and, and Alien Covenant round. They just want, didn't want to bring back uh, Hicks and you know Sigourney Weaver's Ripley character. So, I don't know. I want to see him do some stuff. Chappie, he took a big hit with Chappie. Mm-hmm. And Chappie did suck. But... Um, I hope this works out for him. I love the idea of tests for like potential uh, feature-length films. I think that's great. Let's mm-hmm. put a bunch of content out there, see what sticks, and let you decide if you want it or not. You know, let's see if you can back it. But I, I think it's a good idea. What do you think? Little kids and lizard people. I'm um, on board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say the designs. I didn't care for the design of the lizard people, though. Did you? Did you like that look? I'll give it a shot. I mean, yeah. I saw what ten seconds of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like the Eiffel Tower shot. Yeah, where it's all kind of yeah. overgrown. That was pretty neat. <clears throat> But, uh, because you and I, you like uh, Neil Blomkamp, don't you? Yeah. 
I did your whole. I, we did the marathon, marathon together. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what, what's your opinion on No Blom Camp, and are you excited about this? I mean, District Nine was definitely the best. I like Elysium. I mean, it's a, um, it's sci-fi, right? I, I mean, if you like sci-fi, you're gonna like it. it uh, do I expect it to win an Oscar? No. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. I, I think it's a new perspective in the film industry. You know, a lot of like tech companies and stuff do that, where they just throw their stuff out freeware and then they still own it. So I'm curious to see like what people like us do with all this free stuff and then he can use that because he owns it um so i i mean i think that's probably the end goal is to have have you know some aspiring makeup artist or some aspiring whoever like mess with this and come up with an even better idea and i i think that that kind of uh social aspect has never been done in movies and could be really it could be the start of something new you know and i'm gonna say don't count out no blomkamp don't you can't count on No Blomkamp. He's I think he's a special director. I think he's got a lot of talent. He just has to. I honestly think he has a pantheon movie in him. Like District Nine, I think is pretty fucking close. But I think he's got one in him. And I think Halo was that pantheon movie, dude. I think he could have directed this shit out of some Halo. Sucks. We're probably never gonna get that either. But um, I, I I wish him the best, man. Because uh, Chappie sucked, but I'm I'm rooting for No Blomkamp. I think he's a very special director. So uh, let's talk about a trailer called Logan Lucky Trailer. So this came out of nowhere. Didn't hear about it. It's funny when I told you, Ryan, that Steven Soderbergh, you know, or actually you looked at, you were watching the trailer, says Steven Soderbergh. Uh, we've talked for you know a couple of years here. We're like Steven Soderbergh. He's like he just disappears and he says he's done. He's going to retire and he comes yep. back and it's like the first thing you said was I thought he was done and that was the first <laughs> thing I thought when I watched this trailer. Like Steven Soderbergh's not done. He just keeps on coming back and doing things, which I think is I'm mixed bag with Soderbergh, yep. you know. But uh, listen to this a synopsis. Trying to reverse a family curse, brothers Jimmy, um, Channing Tatum, and Clyde Logan, Adam Driver, set out to execute an elaborate robbery during the legendary Coca-Cola 600 race at the Schuller Charlotte Motor Speedway. What do you think of this trailer? I, I really enjoyed the trailer. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it, it looks like a great heist movie. It's got, you know, quirky characters and stuff. I, I can't tell you why some, some of these work and some of them don't. Yeah. If I see movies like this. Sometimes I'm like, this looks like shit, and sometimes they're like, if Guy Ritchie's directing, I'm like, fuck this. And then, you know, this one, I'm like, ah, okay, cool. I think it looks great, yeah. but I think it looks just, like a Coen's brother movie, you know, like a Steven a Soderbergh bit. Coen's brother movie. A little bit, but I don't know. It, it's, um, I just, I just have faith with Soderbergh in this genre. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Oceans movies, I think, are all really good, and if he can tap into that good dynamic between the different, um, you know, people in the group, because that's, that's the fun of the, that's half the fun of the movies. Yeah. And then pull off the heist. I, if he can do that, I, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't love it. And Channing Tatum and Adam Driver, I think they look good on screen together yeah. as brothers. I think yeah. that looks fun. And Daniel Craig, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah. You know, like I've always said, like I'm not a big Bond fan, but I love him as Bond, if that makes sense, you know. And it's, it's kind of cool just seeing him do something that, is completely zany, unexpected, mm-hmm. yeah. and quirky and zany, and I, I, yeah, I think this is it's gonna be a pleasant surprise. I don't know if it's gonna be any good, but I'll go watch this for sure. What do you think, Seth? It looks quirky. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's that's really all I have to say. I hate to to be so quiet about it, but it just uh, um, kind of unexpected though, wasn't it? Yeah, like, and, and I love to too. Up? If you look at Adam Driver, he's still clearly Star Wars mode. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, yeah. but. You know, not allowed to touch that hair. Exactly, <laughs> can't touch that hair. But and you know, he has no arm. What yeah. like what a weird aspect to add to a character. <laughs> One arm bartender. What the fuck? What's <laughs> Daniel Craig's name in this? His character Joe Bang. Joe, Joe Bang. Bang. 
quit peeking. Bang. I told you to quit peeking. <laughs> I am incarcerated. So you had a great quote. What did you say this reminded you of? This reminds me of uh, White Trash Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> That's what it does, man. It really does. It's like, that movie was great. We can't remake it again. Let's just make a White Trash version. <laughs> That's it's what great. it looks like. Change the genre enough, <laughs> I would think. Everybody looks like they're having fun, too. I, I think this will be like a cult movie. I think some people will be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And some people will be like, this is the funniest movie I've yeah. ever seen. But, uh, I mean, Adam Driver, he's hot right now. He doesn't have to do anything that he doesn't want to do, right? Yeah. Um, so True. I, I mean, it looks it looks funny. Hillary Swank, I don't know what they had to pay her to get her on board. but. And then, uh, what's his name? Winter Soldier is in this, oh, too. Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan. Sebastian Stan. Yeah. I'm sure that he will... Uh, he's got to do something. They wouldn't have put him in the trailer. Like, I'm sure that he'll have some sort of zany part yeah, yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So. And I think all of them will, will work well together. I think mm-hmm. it looks yeah. like a lot... Like a lot of fun, so um, so let's start with uh, what we've been watching this week. Let's end with that. Um, I mean, I've been going through all the Alien movies, Alien One, uh, actually not <laughs> Alien One, Aliens, because we did Aliens versus Predator, uh, which is a fun episode. If you get a chance, to listen to that. If you, did you get to listen to that, Ryan? Uh, I'm still finishing it. Okay, we yeah, having some I'm fun with it. Right now. Yeah, yeah well, no? we having some fun with it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, so poor, poor Nathan. <laughs> yeah, Nathan got struggled. <laughs> but we had a blast with that, so I had to watch all that. Um, reviewed Alien Covenant. Watch that. Um, Liberty Balance is coming up for our Pantheon, so um, had to rewatch that, give it a watch, and then uh, write a review on that. Have you watched Liberty Balance, mm-hmm. Jeremy? You should give that a shit. So that it won our Western John Wayne Western Marathon, sure. and then we broke it down at the end, saying all of us agreed that it was Pantheon at the table, so they got kicked up to the council. Uh, so that only has like three days left, and we'll see if it gets um, put up as our number eleventh movie in the Pantheon. Um, and then I had to watch um, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I gave that a second viewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Pantheon, that's up in five, six days. I won't give too much of my thoughts right now. Um, but uh, So I've been on pretty much Alien-centric, man. Um, I went back and watched Alien 3. And that was, you know what, I actually had fun watching Alien 3 because I it was so good, cool. I didn't have to review it. It wasn't for a podcast, you know. Just watched it. Just watched it. And I was like, oh, so relaxing. Um I think Alien Three is pretty good. I don't know why it gets a lot of shit. Um, actually, I do it's know so why. Different. It is. It is different. There is some shitty effects work. Um, yeah, not much to say. Alien Three, whatever. What have you been watching? I'm trying to think of what the hell I watched this week. Like today, I'm trying. Oh, fuck. What did I watch? I think I feel like I started a bunch of shit and didn't finish anything. Yeah. Are you, are you still in the middle of your Marvel marathon? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Off and on, we started you, Iron Man and didn't finish it and yeah. she got bored because Iron Man's kind of boring for the yeah. first half hour. Which one Iron Man one? Yeah, watch all the Marvel movies again? Yeah, well, with my daughter. Oh, okay. So, um, but, uh, fuck, what did we watch? We did, we did watch one. But shit. Well, whatever. I don't so you should have been watching Liberty Valance. I know. I, don't, I can't find it. I can't <laughs> it from you. Um, but today, I watched Inside Out and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, man. And I'm just saying, those are two, like, modern classics. Yeah. I think Inside Out is fucking amazing. And Fantastic Mr. Fox has held up for the last... Oh, shit. came out 2009. And that was on my short list for nominating this year for Pantheon was, yeah. was Mr. Fox. on my radar, too, for, for that, so... Just those two. If those are the only two movies I watched this week, which it might have been, you know. I always say Inside Out, I think, is that movie that, like, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, people will come back and be like, 
you know what? If Criterion is still around in 30, 40 years, I think Inside Out will be a Criterion. If I don't have, yeah, if there's not, if there's, if they still have clout and Criterion doesn't make an Inside Out, one for Inside Out, I don't know what their fucking problem is. Yeah, does Criterion make anything Pixar? I don't even know if they do. They probably don't. But based off principle, you know, they should be. Yeah, so. What have you been watching, Seth? Okay, I've been here for a couple weeks, so i got a couple things. So, I watched The Founder. Okay. Oh, was that again? Slow. But it's good. It's well done. I mean, it's clearly a, uh, um, a, uh, like an Oscar nod and everything. Did you uh, go eat McDonald's afterwards? No, I haven't actually eaten McDonald's in more than a year. Good man. And I'm, you know, that whatever you ate a year ago is probably still in your anus. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> good to know. Um, way up there, though. Not like small intestine, not large. Yeah, not in the anus, like on the whole, <laughs> up in there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, I watched Queen of the Damned, because uh-huh. I'd never seen that before. And the only reason I watched it is because I was like, I heard this chick died uh-huh. like while they were making it. I wonder how they worked around that. Yeah, that, nothing happened to that movie. I don't know. Have you, did you guys ever watch that movie? It's been so it's long. Okay. I've seen it. It's garbage. I, it, was, it was like, nothing happens in that yeah. flick. Uh, been watching a lot of Clone Wars, because it's leaving okay. Netflix. Oh, is it really? Yes. Uh-oh. You oh. only have till June 9th, and then it's gone. So I've been going through this whole, uh, it was an article on Kotaka, or Kotaka, yeah, whatever you want to call it, um, or however it's pronounced, uh, 60 best Clone Wars episodes, and I'm like, people are talking about how Rogue One put the war in Star Wars, watch Clone Wars, holy crap, just about like, I'm blown away, I mean, it's great. Oh, you've never watched Clone Wars? Never sat and watched it all the way through. How far are you? Uh, I mean, we're in season four right now. Granted, like, we're going through, like, just hitting all the real high points yeah. and stuff like that. I think when Clone Wars is good, it's like Rebels. When when it's good, it's really good. But mm-hmm. then I think there's some really just boring I think Dave Filoni gets Star episodes. Wars, though. I don't that know, makes sense. Man. I don't... Um, you don't think so, either? I think he's hit or miss. Like, I think yeah. when he gets it, he does. Okay. But, yeah, there's a... Do you not bored ever watching Clone Again, Wars? Again, I told you, I'm watching the six... If you're gonna watch Clone Wars, the 60 episodes to watch. Oh, my like, bad. I don't know yeah. why I missed you saying that. Yeah, so, that might be good, then. Because yeah, I know there's... awesome. There's some stuff there that I think is awesome, but mm-hmm. how many... I wonder how many episodes there are, if it's like the whole season... Five, six season, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot there where I'm like, man, just get me to the good stuff. Like, I love the whole Obi-Wan arc, you know, with, like, Darth Maul, I think one of the worst things you that I think Star Wars has ever done yeah, was bring Darth Maul back. back, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, he, yeah, obviously, when you write the shit at him from Clone Wars into Rebels, mm-hmm. you're gonna have one or two things that's just like, oh, since he's here, that's cool. Like, the whole Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader, you know, at the fire pit, yeah, you know? Like, that's legit. that's legit. But, man, like, you... Leave him dead. You sliced you him in half. Cut somebody in fucking half yeah. and bring him back. And send him down a fucking shaft <laughs> and bring him back. I mean, what? It hurts stakes. Because if you can do that. Exactly. There's not going to be, when you mm. kill uh, someone in, in Force Awakens or if you kill somebody. Well, you can bring him yeah. back. Yeah. yeah if if yeah. that fucker can come back, anybody can yeah. come back. Then uh, a Flash, Brooklyn, all, all my shows finished up okay. this week. So Flash finished up, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Goldbergs, they're all done. So okay, so I need, I'm, I'm very behind on yeah. Flash. Mm-hmm. Would I be okay if I just watched? Because I, I know the Flash. Probably not CW, a good idea. You I just should, can't watch the last two and be kind of caught up. You should probably wait. You should probably at least watch the last three if you're not really do that. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're all spoilers. Did you watch the Flash? Uh, I'm not caught up. How, however, all the CW shows. The whole season goes on six days after the finale on, on Netflix. Netflix, so oh, cool, I'll be able to cool. catch up. This because I'm really good about Flash. 
this year. I don't know what I just I've got behind, and then when you're so far behind, you're just like I think I'm like five or six, mm-hmm. which is far for me when I'm doing episodes every week and trying to catch up, and then watching movies for reviews and marathon and Parathon, you know, Pantheon, etc. Um, so I just got behind. I'm like, it sucks. Do you think uh, is Barry Allen gonna be? Is he the villain of this? End of do this you want to know? Well, you probably don't want to know, do you? There's spoilers here, so I mean. Well, I mean, but we can keep it. Yeah. We're spoil- spoilers for all of them, but yeah. us at the table, we're the only ones that really matter. <laughs> I'm not caught up, but it, it doesn't matter. Right. Sabotage. Write it, write it on a piece of paper, Seth, and send it back to me with a heart. And I thought of the other movie I watched. What? I watched Thor The Dark World. Okay. Again, which holds up really well, and I still think maybe the most underrated MCU movie. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the best, no. but it's one of the most, it's probably the most underrated. Yeah, we've had this conversation for a long time. Do you like Thor Dark World? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, uh, Savitar is a, mm, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got so a little heart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Now you're Wait right, until now you, you get to the end of the yeah, season, now you're, Jeremy. <laughs> now you're just trying to wrap your head around it. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also watched Princess Bride for the first time. Okay. Yeah. What'd you yeah. think? It was all right. It was all right. I mean, like, granted, you know, I'm watching it, you know, Dude, I'm, I'm this 30 is years Princess old. Princess Bride. It's yeah. just okay. I'm 30 years old. Uh-huh. That's the way you got to look at it, though. I have no nostalgia. I didn't grow up with this movie yeah. like everybody so, else Exactly. That's what I love, though. And it was just... It was all right. Just okay. Yeah. Now, and there was some really fun not stuff. Not a five-star perfect film. Would you say it's Pantheon? Usually Pantheon doesn't come in here with a, yeah, it's okay. You know... I think that it could be Pantheon. Yeah. I would have to really sit and think about it. But, I mean, there's a lot of things it did right, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, I it agree just, with that. I was going to say, but the whole thing is, you know, you grow, you go in with this, like, these expectations where you're like, oh, my gosh. People say this is, I have several friends, that's their favorite movie of all time. Uh-huh. So, um, so, yeah. That, what do you think? Uh, you think Princess Bride is Pantheon? I think it's one of those that um, I'd be weighing the things I don't like and the things I like to yeah. say... Because what, what have we said? Like a 4.75 has to be a yeah. 4.75 to, to be Pantheon. Yeah. I've changed and I it. Think, re- I saw, yeah, you're right. I changed it recently though to give it just a little bit more room. But I had I kept it as if you do say yes to a Pantheon, it has to be a 4. But you have to really sell the fucking uniqueness out of it. I can, and it can't okay. I can see four. it going up to Pantheon at least. Like I could see that. Uh, it's definitely worth arguing, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I would be like going back and forth of like does it get to that. 0.75 for oh, me. You know what good verses? I'm going to say right now. I'm going to say tonight. Okay? I've actually been thinking about putting something on a website called AV Fist Fights. All right? Where I actually start a forum and everybody can chime in and we actually start throwing it out to other websites and be like, hey, join the AV Fist Fight. Surprised it's an AV Fist Fight. I was, I was I waiting for it. I was just waiting for it. Yeah. Right. Fight. Thanks for yeah, okay. taking care of that. Yeah, you're, no so, you're, so per- this guy. you're so perverted. Oh, so. yeah. I'm, so <laughs> I'm, dull, I'm dirty. You're a little man. Proper AV Fist Fight. You're a little nasty tonight, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I think Stardust is better than Princess Bride. Hmm, I love that. Stardust. Anybody, <laughs> you disagree? <laughs> fuck you in the ass. <laughs> you, with you, a Groot dildo. I hate, I fuck you in the ass with a Groot dildo. Stardust. What do you think you of hate Stardust? Stardust. The shittiest. You see how I got married? I was just as like I, 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 naked, sh- naked with a with a Gamora flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I forgot about that. No, I'm you're cool. Just careful probably. what you say about Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> It's totally cool, but I'm not cool with any of it. <laughs> AB fist fight. 
Yeah, so what do you think? Do you think uh, Stardust is better than Princess Bride? No. <laughs> I like it, but... Well, look no, at the egg better. on me! <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, what do you think? I mean, they're completely different, I feel oh, like. Oh, they're both... Are they're they? Both, they're both... Are they? they? <laughs> I guess they both kind of are... Uh, they're just love stories. Yeah, love stories set in a fantastical setting. Yeah. <laughs> Pick one now. Which one has Andre the Giant? Which one has Charlie Cox? Which one has mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer's. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and De Niro. Yeah. As a swashbuckler. A Which one has Chris Sarandon? Fright Night. And that's already Pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> Alright, so uh, who are we on? Jeremy? Yeah, so I, uh, my wife and I watch iZombie. I'm sorry. Yeah. I oh, you son of a bitch. I am. I'm sorry. There's one last thing. We don't talk about this at all. So I played the new Resident Evil game, and oh my god, I, I was I was literally crying because people were people were like, you've got to play this. We want to know. Why were you crying? I, because I was that scared <laughs> while I was playing it. No shit? Yes. You they, were so scared you were crying. The whole thing was that but I... How long? What? How long were you crying? Yeah, maybe like... An hour or two. <laughs> anyway, so like I made everybody scream because like the whole thing is, is like I'm wa- I'm playing the game and I'm sitting there and I'm like my controller's shaking. And I'm like I don't want to walk up to her and they're like you have to. And the only like they brought over their Xbox just because they wanted to see how freaked out I would get. We're sitting in the dark and we just have a candle in the game and I'm like I don't want to walk up to her and like you have to go up to her and you get up to her and then she and I'm like. Bitch, I know as soon as you get up, and she gets up, and she tries to stab me, and I'm just like, fuck me! And then I just scream, and they all scream, and oh my gosh, like, yeah, that was the part where I was like, guys, I need to stop. I can't handle this right now, because, like, it's insane, like, you, uh, she, she ends up cutting off your hand right off the, right at the beginning, and it's, it's nuts. So I've never really done that, uh, any sort of, uh, thing like that. Uh, you guys gotta try it, though. Freak me the fuck out. The other thing is... There's a Resident Evil movie coming out called Resident Evil Vendetta that's going to be shown, uh, I think it'll probably be here in Lafayette, but for one night only, and oh. it looks like John Wick meets uh, meets a zombie movie. Wow. You guys got to check that out. Hey, so and, and real quick, Mark Markowitz is playing, playing the shit out of Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of neat. Been no. live streaming it? Well, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, I've been watching it, though. Yeah, I was laying in yeah. bed one night, and uh, he's like, hey, check me out, I'm live streaming, right? And I get in there, and I sat there. I felt like a fucking fool. I sat there for five minutes, laid there in bed for five minutes, just watching the the, uh, the title sc- screen, the, the title screen, like him trying to get a, a, a game, game going. going. I'm like, Brad, just go to fucking bed, watch this. But I wanted to see him run around. And then oh, I did watched. You, did you watch? Then I watched ten minutes. No, I watched him like jump through a window, like get <laughs> get something, and then call for help, and then try to start a car, and then Jason whooped his ass, and mm-hmm. it was like ten minutes, and I'm like. So fifteen minutes. You gotta watch him be Jason, though. That's the whole thing that where cool? they're where they're stumbling and everything. All of a sudden, he can do the ch- 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 ha, ha, and he I, goes and he gets them. Like, I wonder if it plays like Splinter Cell. Remember when Splinter Cell? You could be the guy hiding, or you could be yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. You're either Jason or you're one of the people. Spies yeah, because that was some cool was gameplay. Some it was shit. new at the time too. Yeah, it's either you're Jason or you're one of the campers, and you got to work together and everything oh. when you're the campers. And I really Jason's... want to play that. I would like to rent that or something. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be. It sounds fun. So. But yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but that's you the, should. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say that I want. We don't talk about video games on yeah. here, but yeah. like, holy crap, Resident Evil, that new one is just insane. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, now 
You well, hold on. I got something like that. <laughs> well, speaking I of zombies, yeah, you, you watch your wife. You have to impress us. You have to impress us. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what what I've actually been watching is I don't know if anybody else watches Twelve Monkeys on Sci-Fi. Um, so they they made a TV show based on the movie. Um, it got canceled, and so what they decided to do is this season they already had filmed. They did all the episodes over one weekend, so they just oh. Sci-Fi just marathoned it, um, and it was really good. So they're giving it one final season. Oh, cool! Um, so you so, really like it then? Yeah, this season was great. Um, it, it is. The, the third this was the third season and so they're no longer on the storyline that the movie was on anymore but um, really really good uh, my wife and I have been watching Sense 8 season two on Netflix as well the Wachowskis um, really inconsistent this season and I was like I'm fucking done with it I'm over it and then the finale was awesome I'm like I want more of this I'm gonna watch it huh. again so um, do you watch a lot of Netflix? Yeah, a lot of. Did Netflix. you watch War Machine yet? Mm-mm. I really, well, you know what that is, right? Yeah, the yeah. Brad Pitt. Movie. I really want to see that. That looks really interesting. So that's what I've been watching. Do you watch Better Call Saul at all? No, oh, it's on a, there. I need to such catch a up. good show, man. It's my it's my favorite show probably. Game of Thrones is coming on really soon too. In July, July. yeah. Oh, I can't wait. We talked about the trailer briefly last week. Um, there's something else. Oh, yeah, Sin City. They just released today. Sin City is going to be a TV show. Did you guys see that? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And so is the Dark Crystal. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. gonna be a prequel, right? Yeah, I'm really interested with the Sin City though. I think that could work. I think that could work for TV. But who's got time? Fucking Dark Crystal, Twelve Monkeys. I'm gonna say it right now. I think Twelve Monkeys, Twelve Monkeys, is better than Star Wars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the show you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, that complete silence. Yeah, <laughs> was, which one? <laughs> Phantom Menace. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. That's how you look. Yeah. Uh, I did want to point out also that I don't have the, the the director in front of me or the name of the movie, but do you remember Cheap Thrills, Ryan? Is is on top of our top ten list mm-hmm. two years ago. Yeah. The guy who directed Cheap Thrills, um, he has a movie right now. It's a Netflix original. Really? Yeah. So I'm, I want to check that out. I don't know what the, the name of the movie is called, so maybe I'll just keep on talking really slow I'm until Ryan it. looks it up. But you guys ever watch Cheap Thrills? Nope. No. Such a good movie. It's like a dark horror film, but it's not really a horror film like Vampires or Slashers. What it is is you meet that friend that you haven't seen in a long time at a bar or something, and you guys just start talking. Like we're, we're, You weren't really good friends, acquaintances, and you guys talk, and then there's someone else, and they're like, hey, you know, like... Um, I'll buy you a drink, you know, and you guys start messing around. You do a couple little pranks or whatever, and they keep on throwing money at you, right? Throwing money on the table. They're rich as hell, okay? And you're, you and your acquaintance is like, oh, this is, okay. Let's stick around. These guys are kind of crazy, right? They're constantly throwing $100 bills down, $500. And then... Um, to do what? They, okay, so the smallest thing is like, hey, go over there and slap that waitress in the ass. Ha, ha, ha. I'll give you 100 bucks. You know what I'm saying? You know. And so it, it turns off something like that, right? Or uh, spill your drink on somebody, okay? And then it goes back to their house, and it goes into very unspeakable things. But this one guy, his, his electricity is being shut off, and he has to he has to earn money and go back and, and pay the bills so he, the, him and his wife and his brand-new baby don't get evicted. So... They're constantly throwing money down, like, go outside and, you know, grab the neighbor's dog, chop off your finger, fuck my wife, things like that. And they constantly, everything just escalates. Um, and there's two of them. Yeah, there's, there's two of well, them. Well, there's, there's the husband and wife and this guy and the other guy. So, eventually, they'll 
pit these two against each other. Do this to him. Yeah. Start fighting or something. Yeah. It's all about trying to get that money. And how far is too far? How far are you willing to go to pay your bills? Yeah. Is what the movie. But it's a really interesting movie. It made my top. Really good. I think it was my top five for two years ago. But that director, did you get the name of the movie? Small Crimes is the name of the show. Small Crimes. So I guess it's completely different than Cheap Thrills. I think this is kind of a a crime thriller or something like that. But I'm actually really interested in checking that out now because of yeah. Cheap Thrills and then War Machine. I can't wait to watch War Machine. Uh, Brad Pitt. It's supposed to be um, a very uh, very interesting movie for our times that would not get green greenlit for you know major studios. And so Netflix scooped it up because of the message um, of this movie of the general and the war and, and how we're, we're seen overseas. So I think that's pretty good. But anyway, guys, that's what I've been watching. That's what we've been watching. Um, where can they find you, Ryan? Uh, find me on the group, Ryan Smith. Um, find me, uh, just that, that's, that's about it. Don't find me. I really don't, I really don't want to talk to people. Complicated. Fuck it. Complicated. Compl- <laughs> I'm Seth Fisher. I'm on the group. I I'm like also long, on Twitter. I like long walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I know all the Twitters. Yes. Yeah, so I know, know every Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at Laird Geek, L-A-I-R-D-G-E-K, all one word. Uh, follow me. I'll follow you. Um, let's talk about movies. Like if you have, if it. you get some extra orgasm toys, can we give them as a group giveaway? Sure. All right. Yeah, Jeremy Clifford. Um, I'm on the group as well. That's probably the best place to reach me. And I'm Brad. Uh, find me on Adventures in Video Land. Seth, take them away. Yes, well, you can find us on Adventures in Video Land.com. Check it out. Brad puts a whole mess is, of work into is that. Is that .com or .com? .com. Uh, That's a wild thought. Yeah. Then uh, guess what? We are on Tumblr. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter at Video Landers. But guess what? The conversation begins and ends on our Facebook page, my good people. So, yeah. I think there's statues of us right now in Helsinki. <laughs> I'm excited. What? Helsinki. They just built statues of us. Why? I don't know. That's why we're going tomorrow. How do they know what we look like <laughs> from our videos? We talked about that. Yeah, we look like little Brad Hawkins in the first face that comes up. That's what Brad Hawkins looks like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until next time, my good people. Peace out. Peace. DC sucks. <laughs>